Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in Mara Corruption County, Arizona, and time for your weekly trifecta noon with Michelle and the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. <laughs> We're your censorship free, safe space sanctuary, speakeasy for Patriots. Our TGIF live studio audience just got a few teasers about my precinct committee man meeting last night for Legislative District 23. And can you guys please say it again? There's not enough time in this show to share everything but the take action item for anyone who's sick and tired of the insanity going on in your community, which should be everyone, you need to become a precinct committee man now. It's very easy in America, Corruption County, in other parts of Anarchy, Arizona, and other states. There's just a few extra steps. Go to our Take Action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Visit the Become a PC page. Let's put it this way. I woke up pissed off today. This weekend, it's here, woohoo! And what a better way to spend it than listening to some of our 419 segments of this live show delivered by our 176 partners to grow your business, enhance the quality of life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. It's joined together June, so let's reconnect and make your life and this country better. Put on your common sense caps, we the people. The wheels have come off. The passion has been unleashed. And this show is going to be en fuego. Today's topic's on episode 222, that's 222, Connection, Your Body, Potential, Business Leads, Nonprofits, Exposing the Vatican and Great Reset, Illegal Alien Hotels in Phoenix, Arizona, and our special guests, Leo Zagami and Patty Castillo-Porter, delivered by our partners of the Everything Home, Socially Conscious Referral Network, and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Are you Today's lineup, Bill Ranshaw, Transform to Living a Present, Connected, and Empowered Life. Russ Yeager, Yeager, like Jaegermeister, Physique, Transformation, Expert, Look and Feel Amazing. Jeff Steinberg, The Tiny Giant, Motivation and Inspiration to Overcome Anything. Kevin Badillo, 
leads on demand generate consistent appointments and close deals automatically. Jason Bressler, a nonprofit helping vets, pets, and kids. And we have two special guests sitting shotgun on Michelle's patriotic soapbox. At 1 p.m., Leo Zagami, former InfoWars contributor, and he's exposing the evil Vatican and the Great Reset. And at 145, Patty Castillo-Porter, Arizona grassroots group to help stop taxpayer-funded illegal alien human trafficking at hotels. And that's plural, people. There's four that we know of. Things that make you go So be sure to stick around for the second hour of the show. Facts, true, kick, action, items, resources, and of course, some entertainment. Visit everythinghomeresourceplatform.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, their shows, and everything you need to grow your business and enhance the quality of your life and make a difference, especially in your communities. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform, bookmark it, make it your new homepage, start your day with everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. We're your censorship-free, safe-based sanctuary, speakeasy for patriots. And we're live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Five guests, seven-minute segments, and two special guests for a deeper dive session on Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox during the second hour of the show. Breaking news. Number one, Scottsdale has become the eighth Arizona city to pass an ordinance disguised as anti-discrimination. Let me make it simple. If you're a man who now identifies as a woman, you can freely go into the women's bathroom or locker room in any public public place, store, restaurant, or place of employment. Do you really want a grown man standing next to your six-year-old daughter in the bathroom? Unbelievable. Number two, City's Councilwoman Kathy Littlefield, oh my goodness, spoke at our meeting and she said, there's nothing we can do about the illegal alien human trafficking hotel in Scottsdale because it's a federal issue. <clears throat> Wrong, Kathy. The Constitution gives the state legislatures the power to shut it down. And our politicians took an oath to protect the citizens. Sure sounds to me like these pathetic spineless in leadership positions. Don't want to stand up for we the people. And at 145, Patty Porter is here to give you all the facts and strategic take action items to stop the relocation of illegal aliens throughout the entire country. Remember, it's a border invasion and every town is a border town. And number three, every Wednesday and Friday from 430 to 7, there's a protest outside the hotel there in Scottsdale. That's Scottsdale Road and Mountain View, which is being protected by the city of Scottsdale Police. Hmm. We'd love to have you join us. These just aren't local issues, people. I guarantee you they're happening all over the country. You just don't know it yet. It's June 11th, day 452 of 15 days to slow the spread. Yes, that is correct. It's day 452 of 15 days to slow the spread. Snap out of it. It's time to rip off those dirty masks. They don't work. They actually make you sick in our symbolism of control and tyranny. No more masks. Reclaim your freedoms. Go back to normal. Take action to stand up to the Nazi regime. Stop acting like we the sheeple. Take back your country and reopen America 100%. We 
where you're censorship free, space, safe space, blah, 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 safe space, sanctuary, speaky turns to patriots. Now it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Social Conscious Referral Network. Today's topic's on episode 222. Like the TV. Oh, that's 227. <laughs> Damn it. I'll say that one again. Connection, your body, potential, business leads, nonprofits, exposing the Vatican and the Great Reset, illegal alien hotels in Phoenix, Arizona, and special guest Leo's Gazami. Zagami, Gagazami, Zagami, and Penny Castillo Porter. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! First up is Mr. Bill Ranshaw. He's the creator of the Connected Being program, helping you transform to a living, a present, connected, and empowered life abundance audience. Be around the clock for all for furry burr. <laughs> furry burr. Furry Bill. <laughs> that could be misconstrued in different circles, uh, Miss Winnick. <laughs> well, considering your history, you, you take that one, my friend. I absolutely, absolutely do. Well, thank you again for having me on, as always. I really appreciate being on the show every month. And a big congratulations to you on the growth of your Rumble channel. I was blown away when I went back, I think just last week, to take a look at a couple of the episodes. And, and the growth that you've had is just fascinating. So kudos to the work you're doing. Well, thank you. And for whatever reason, I had like a surge a couple of months ago where – uh, the alert was on my phone. I didn't know how to turn it off, and it just kept chirping and chirping. I'm like, "What is going on?" So I'm not even sure where this one this one mad rush came from. I wish I would have known, but yeah, we're it's, it's steady, it's growing. You know, it's I mean, I can't put things on YouTube, so at least there's and Rumble censors too, though. That's the problem. They just don't give you a strike. They just don't post it so that people get notifications. Oh, I learned that. Yes, I did not so they're all bad. That. So that's definitely they're good to know. Bad. Um, yeah, I'm definitely laughing at my posting on Rumble, and I think I have uh, I'm up to zero followers. So I mean, it's just lower <laughs> growth than my YouTube, where I'm about a thousand. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but your your material is much much safer on the uh, YouTube platform than mine. So uh, keep posting yeah, on there. Yeah, you friend. can't touch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So connection. Right. Can, can, what are we doing pun, today? But we won't let that happen. Yeah. Uh, I well, I just want mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, you know, mornings where we wake up, when we talk about connection, we want to get up and get ready for the day, but we're usually so stressed in the morning. We're grabbing a cup of coffee. We're getting up. We're getting out the door, and then we're just kind of like frantic and, and have anxiety for the entire rest of the day, which just leads to fatigue right away. And the first part of what I like to talk about working with people on connection is really just connecting with yourself in the morning and taking that time and setting up a real solid morning routine And I know a lot of people have them. They create their own. They have exercises. They do meditations, which is part of a good morning routine. But really developing one that takes maybe up to 30 minutes, but do something that really just brings you centered to the point where you're connecting with yourself, clearing the dicks, clearing the mind space, uh, and ready for the day. And that really keeps your, uh, your energy space just in a good solid momentum throughout the day without having, you know, peaks and valleys and having those crashes. And what I like to talk about and have people do is they can figure out some of their own of how they want to how they want to put it together. But a real solid morning routine to really start your connection for the day uh, should uh, uh, consist of uh, six items. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but yeah, sure does. <laughs> and some of these kind of, was, I... some of these. <laughs> 
And I have my pen r- ready. Uh, run a marathon. No. Yeah, I have my pen ready, and I was like six. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ready to go. And, the, and you could, you know, each of these could have a couple in them, and some of these are actually crossover with one another. But here's the six that you definitely need to have, and one is is breathing. You want to start your morning off with an amazing uh, breathing routine. Uh, Wim Hof is a gentleman that I recommend. If you Google him, he's got a couple on the Internet that starts out there 11 minutes long that really gets you set up. And before I started doing those, um, you know, I was never a – more of a foo-foo type, you know, coach when it came to these type of things. But once I started integrating it, it is like there is real truth to this when you start, you know, um, uh, setting your body to the right pace in the morning. And so breathing is definitely a best way to start the morning. And then you want to integrate some meditation. And breathing could be part of your meditation or you just exercise on its own. And meditation does take many forms for many different people. Um, And one of the other aspects of the morning, you want to include a gratitude exercise. And sometimes gratitude does fall within your meditation. But meditation should be more so bringing, working on bringing your mind to a very present state and kind of you want to eliminate any of the anxieties that you had the day before, the thoughts have been racing through your head, or a lot of the stuff that you feel like is on your, on your plate that is just making you not be present. Get to a state where you can clear your, clear your mind for about five to ten minutes where you really are just being present, focusing on your breath, on the moment, and exactly what's going on. Again, include, you can include gratitude and a few of those things around it. Um, the other thing, again, these are nothing, none of these are revolutionary, but when you combine them together, the next one is light stretching and light exercise. A lot of people like to get up and go do their hour workout in the morning where they are energized. But for some people, that can actually fatigue them if, they're, uh, you know, if they do adrenal burnout and things like that. So just be mindful of the exercise and stretching that you do. And the next two are, are not as physical, um, uh, but you want to make sure – that you are, I guess it is physical because it's an act, but you want to beautify the space around you. That's number five. Most people, the greatest example that people give is wake up and make the bed in the morning. I like to take it a step further than that. If you're the, if you're the last one out of the bed in the morning, definitely make sure you're making the bed. But clean up your office area if you work from home. Vacuum, clean your, you know, your baseboard, something that you are doing to beautify the space around you, loading the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher, and make that effort to really clean and clear that space for you because as everybody knows, if you have a clean space, you can have a clean head when you're working in that environment. And the last one that I always recommend people do because people tend to do this on a regular basis. They'll set their goals for the day. But I like to tell people, pick exactly one absolute must-do intention for the day where you just give it the weight of, of, of life or death. And it could be something trivial or it could be monumental. But it's one thing that you have to get done for the day, no matter what comes up, you're going to make time to make that happen. Um, It's a little bit different than a goal list that you can check off because you just want to create such a weight to this one thing that when you are done it, it really creates self-worth and self-satisfaction when you get that done. So I do go into my program on different ways to house in more details on how to set these up. But really setting up your day in the morning gets you off to a great start to work with your clients, to work with your family, to keep you energized and keep you in a clear space. Wow, I, I kind of like it. So wait a second, I missed one. So one number one is breathing. Number two, meditation. Number three, light stretching, light yep. exercise. Yeah, no. So let, that, one, number three, I, I grouped into meditation is gratitude. Oh, and, I but that it, one. A lot of people put those together, but gratitude. There's a little exercise I like to do with the, uh, gratitude. I call I call, I call it the four finger gratitude. <laughs> you could possibly call it five how you want to do it. Sounds a little uh, maybe obscene at first. 
But if you yeah. wake up in the morning, even before you get out of bed, just take your thumb and attach it to your pinky. That's number one. Say one thing that you're thankful for or somebody that you're thankful for or just an experience that you're thankful for. Then you touch your index finger and you just go to all four of your fingers. Uh, and you do four items that you're grateful for, and then you can do an extra bonus one for five. Um, but So that's a real easy way to remember to do that before you get out of bed. You just do the four-finger gratitude exercise. So that's number three. Four is the stretching exercise. Five is beautify the space around you. And then the number six is the must-do intention for the day. Must-do intention. All right. I got them all. Oh, all right. I might give this a try. And if anyone's listening and they say, you know, how am I supposed to make time for this? Well, on Wednesday, I issued a challenge for everyone. And I said, what you're going to do for the remainder of June, join together June, you were going to get up one hour early each day. So yes. You have one hour mm-hmm. to implement what you need to do that you didn't do before. And by the end of the month, if nothing happens and nothing changes, then we cannot help you ever. <laughs> we can't help you. But I guarantee you well, something magical. Well, your point is, is so spot on. And, you know, I used to work in an industry where I had to be in the office at like 8 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 9 when it was a different industry. We'll start getting a little bit late. But you find yourself sleeping in all the way up to like 8.15, and you wake up, <laughs> exactly. and you're just rushing to get out the door. You're slamming a cup of coffee. Well, now through COVID, I've had the opportunity that where I've never even set an alarm clock, and I'm up regularly around 6 to 6.15. And it's because yeah. I start that morning ritual, and I'm able to not, not pre-rush my brain into a high alert state. I'm naturally waking it up, and therefore I'm much more alert through, without having that cortisol rush in the morning to try to get that spike sooner than it should. And so that's really extremely important. And the other thing I do like to tell people, because a lot of people say, well, Bill, I do have, you know, I have my morning routine. I'm already doing this, but I'm still feeling either tired, anxiety, or stress throughout the day. That's a point in time where I tell people then switch it up. Mm-hmm. Whatever your morning routine is, switch it up completely. Because ultimately what happens is we start creating negative associations to even our positive movements and momentum in the morning. And if that happens, it's the you know, same scenario. You're excited. You go to work. Boss yells at you. You're in a bad mood. You come home, and now you're in a bad mood around your wife, and you take it out on her. And so yeah. if you're in, then next thing you know, you just wake up in the morning, and you're already in a bad mood, and you don't even why because you associate it to the previous day's experience. So you want to make sure if you're starting to go down that path, Switch up your morning routine and associate it to new positive behaviors or responses, and that can kind of scratch that record player and revitalize you. Yeah, great advice. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and <laughs> expecting different results. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to yep. happen, people. Website, Bill Ranshaw, the furry Bill Ranshaw. <laughs> it is uh, BillWilderment.org, or you can just Google my name or follow me on YouTube. Uh, find me under Bill Ranshaw. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Have a fabulous weekend. Wonderful. God, we could sit for hours. There's so much more I want to talk about, but I appreciate I the know. time you get. I know. I got to go. I'm, way, I'm already over. Remember, the wheels are off. I got to Already. I know. <laughs> I'll let you Bye, run. my friend. Talk to you next month. All right. Take care. Bye. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. All right. I'm going to bring it back around real quick, though. Oh, we would love for you to join our community. You can. Oh, I don't know. Follow us on social media, on the platforms of your choice. As he mentioned, the Rumble, we love the Rumble because <laughs> it's the only one right now that we can do besides that crazy YouTube. And, of course, we love Facebook and LinkedIn, a few of the others. So just go to the homepage, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, and at the top there, you're going to see the graphics. There's links. 
and it'll give you all the links. And then there's another one to rate and review. So you can do that. That'd be awesome. Maybe we'll get up in the rankings again for Apple Podcasts because they kind of knocked us down and took away a whole bunch for no reason. They don't like us either. They're censoring. And all the links to subscribe to the 16 different podcast players are there so you can catch this show on demand. And, of course, our newsletter. We're trying to get around the censorship. Uh, it's in the lower right-hand corner of every page and even on your phone. And don't forget, the most recent episode scrolls across the bottom of your screen on your phone or on your desktop. Yeah. All right. We are a little over. It's 12:19. Time to bring on my next guest. My next guest is a new partner. And I saw a picture of him and I said, whoa, <laughs> I said, whoa, Russ, that's a nice picture. Russ Yeager, he is known as the physique transformation expert and is the founder of Body Transformation University. And I keep saying body, which you see his photo, boys and girls, especially the ladies audience. Big round of applause. <laughs> Russ, how are you? And welcome to our patriotic purpose driven resource platform. Hi, Michelle. I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's kind of hard not to be amazing when you're in physically fit shape and you're looking so good. I mean, really? <laughs> Talk about energy. Stop it. Stop it. You're making me blush on air. <laughs> and I am, I am a happily married man as well. <laughs> I'm not hitting on you. I'm just pointing out facts, my friend. <laughs> this is just facts. There's nothing around you earned it. That doesn't come overnight. That, that is definitely well earned, you know? You know, it doesn't come overnight. It, it's earned. I've been doing this a long time, you know, working hard. And, and I just, you know, listen to Bill and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, a lot of what I talk about is obviously the body. But if your mind is not healthy, then you're not healthy and you're not happy. It goes together. So I'm listening to him. I'm like, yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, but we need these reminders. That's the thing. You know, when we're a society of instant gratification. Our attention spans, what, eight to nine seconds, like a little goldfish. So we just need a People like you, people like him to just say, hey, listen, you guys, <laughs> it took you 20 years to get here. So it's not going to happen overnight where all of a sudden you're going to look in, in and feel like and you're in your best shape. you got to get out of the ruts that you're in, the habits that you've created. You know, we get used to what we're used to. But when we do see those results and the changes, we just kind of reflect back and go, oh, my God, why did I wait so long? Why did I do this to myself? But I'm sure you hear that all the time from everyone you work with. All the time, and here's the problem. You're right. Everybody wants it now. That's why we've got, you know, lose 10 pounds in 10 days, you know, this 30-day, you know, transformation or seven-day transformation or, you know, one-day transformation because people want it now. And so it needs to be a lifestyle. But the problem with, you know, you, you do need short-term goals because if your only goal is to be healthy and fit for life, there's no sense of urgency and there's no, nothing exciting. So I, I say, hey, make it a lifestyle. Figure out something that is sustainable for you. But also have these little goals. I'm doing a 12-week program right now myself because I like to have these small little, you know, quarter or eight-week or whatever increments so that I, that I keep it exciting. And, you know, the reality is it doesn't take that long to get results. You know, I grew up the chubby kid. Most people don't believe that. Hmm. Uh, I managed to grow up tall, lanky, buck tooth, and chubby at the same time. I hated it. I had to get the husky pants going back to school, if anybody can relate to that. I wish they just would have called them the fat pants. Uh, I hated that <laughs> word and finally decided – I was going to do something about it, you know, tried on my own, had some okay success. And then finally at 27, I entered one of those, you know, I was about, I was working as an accountant, as a CPA, you know, in my party, in my 20s, drinking, partying, you know, late night business centers. And, and I finally decided I'm going to do this. And I was about 25% body fat. I entered one of those 12 weeks before and after contests. And in 12 weeks, I hired a coach. I took my body fat from 25% to 5%, which, you know, if you oh don't know, God. that's like you know, shredded, you know, bodybuilding contest unnecessary to, to be that lean for life but I did it so it took 12 weeks and that was very intense 
um, and I'm grateful for what I learned there. But the problem with, with most of the intense program is they're not sustainable. You know, people start asking me, hey, can you train me? And I did, and I helped them transform their bodies. But a lot of people, you know, when you're eating chicken and broccoli and protein shakes every two hours and you can't yeah. have ice cream or pizza or any of the fun stuff and you're working out seven days a week, like, it's not sustainable, especially as you have kids and, and jobs and everything. So for the past seven years, now that I'm 46 and I have three kids, five and under, run through businesses, my obsession can be can I still look how, you know, you see in the picture, be the fit dad with abs, but also eat things like pizza, ice cream, eat on a regular basis, work out three to four times a week doing the right thing and have a real life. And, and the answer is you can if you have the right strategy. So is the, the concept that because you've gotten in, into great shape or from the average person is the best shape that they're going to get in without being way intensive, you're, you can add in these quote-unquote normal things because you have a, a, you've kind of got your body in balance and it can process things better and um, you're more prepared for it. Is that kind of how the strategy works? If you asked me that 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, I'd say, I'd say yes, and there, and there is something to, you know, getting that momentum. But the reality is you can get in great shape uh, eating normal foods if you have the right strategy. And so I'll, I'll give a couple of quick tips. So with, when it comes to exercise, it's you need to do two types of exercise. Number one, something you enjoy, so actually do it, right? Actually doing the program is most important. And number two, strength training. And the reason that you see people doing cardio, 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 they look the same, heart gets a little healthier, but to transform your body – lose body fat permanently, it's a strength training. And the reason is that every pound of lean muscle you build burns an extra 10 to 40 calories a day. And so I know this is a business show. You know, you, you can talk about it. I'm sure you, talk, you guys talk about investing your money to earn passive income. Well, you put on 10 pounds of muscle, which even on a female, you know, a lot of females worry about bulking up, but spread out, that's not going to be bulky at all. It's going to be nice tone. You're burning an extra, you know, two to 400 calories a day. You're getting passive fat burning. And that is one of the secrets of how you see these people that seem to be able to, you know, just stay lean is that strength training. How many um, pounds of muscle did you say to get the two to four hundred extra calories burned? So if you're if you're every pound is going to burn an extra uh, every pound of lean muscle built is going to burn an extra ten to forty calories a day, depending on your metabolism. So if you take ten, you know, ten pounds and you take excuse me twenty calories per, that's going to be about two hundred extra calories you're burning all day every day. You know, whether you're working or sleeping or watching TV or whatever. Wow. That, that helps. There's, you know, nothing like, nothing like doing something automatic, you know, it's, it's doing it while you're sleeping, like you said. So uh, for a, a regular person who goes into one of your programs, um, how long does it take him to build, say, two pounds of muscle? What's realistic? So I could kind of put things in a perspective for people. I got to make it attainable. You know, I got I to gotta, I gotta dazzle that little, that little sparkly spot, this star in front of them. Otherwise, that they'll, they'll go back to watching TV. Yeah, yeah, Every, everybody's different, right, different genetics, to how, how, you know, committed they are to the program everything. But on average, men I work with put on 15 to 20 pounds of muscle in a year, their first year uh, with me, and women put on 5 to 10 uh, pounds of lean muscle in their first year. But that's when you see the definition, right? That's when you get those crystal arms. That's when all of a sudden you're like, ah, I have a leg muscle again, right? That's, that's, and that's the part that really gives people inspiration to keep going. It is, and that's when it's fun to see results. That's why, again, people want to see results quickly. So I have no problem. Like I have a 30-day, you know, jumpstart program. And, you know, I do that because people want to see results quickly. But I, I still do it in a way that's safe, you know, that's going to be, you know, effective and then can, can you know, uh, transition into, you know, a more longer-term program. You know, and then the other part is the eating. And, it feels, you know, the working out is hard, but the eating is the hardest part. 
And the biggest problem with all the, you know, diets, low carb, you know, this, that. If you get rid of carbohydrates, it's one of the three main macronutrients. 100% you're going to lose weight. But the, the question, and so a lot of, you know, keto diet is super popular, and it, it will work. But my question to people is how realistic is it for you to never eat a carbohydrate again? If the answer is it's not realistic, then it's a short-term result. So what I teach people is, and what I do myself, and this has been game changer for me, is when you think of fat loss, think of macros. When you think of uh, health, think of micros. And what I mean by that is macros are your macronutrients, you know, fancy word for the three types of calories, carbs, protein, and fat. If you want to lose uh, body fat, you, you have to consume less calories, um, you know, than you're burning every day. It's simple as that. And you can literally, um, you can be, have a fit, lean physique eating junk food. Like, and people don't understand that. That's the, the, the body fat loss comes into your calories. Now, it's obviously not healthy to eat junk food. And so when you think of health, you think of micros nutrition, and that's things like vitamins, nutrients, you know, phytonutrients, antioxidants, all the good stuff to get from fruits, vegetables, all the healthy food. But the crazy thing there is you can eat 100% healthy food, no junk food, too many calories, you're still going to uh, not lose body fat and even gain fat. But if you can combine those two, and what I do and teach is, you know, 80% of the time, maybe 70% of the time, eat the healthy stuff, um, 100% of the time, get your calories right, uh, get your protein right. I know we're going to run out of time. I can do protein if we have time. And, and that's, some, that's a way you can have consistent, great body, great energy, great health, and it's sustainable for life because you're not uh, – there's no foods off limits. You can literally eat whatever you want as long as it fits into those parameters. Hmm. Yeah, that could uh... – it puts kind of things in perspective and it kind of gives somebody a new approach, new outlook on how to accomplish this, make it realistic. And finally, as you said, not do something quick, not do something short, make it a long-term process, well, not term process, but it has to be part of your whole lifestyle. I mean, you know, you got to change things, but it's no, it's not necessarily fun, but it is what it is. If you want those results, you got to, you got to put in a little bit of work, everybody. It's just how it works. Um, yeah, it's it's reality. You know, that's just not going to. Uh, and like you said, if you're doing it a little bit out of balance, you're not going to see the results that you want. You probably get frustrated and you give up and then shove in that piece of pizza again. Um, what are you gonna do? But hey, as you said, if you've been doing it for all these years and it's not working, well then obviously it's time to change something. Russ, plug anything you got coming up, and of course your website. I just uh, I, seven years ago I wrote my book Live Longer Feel Better Look Great Naked. I'm turning into an ebook, and I did 2021 updates because I've learned a lot, changed a lot the last seven years, and I literally um, it's going to be ready in a couple of days. So um, any listeners can go to russjager.com forward slash book. I'm literally be uh, one of the first people. It's not ready yet, but I promise as soon as it is, which will be in a few days, I will email it out, and it's got all my uh, top tips. Awesome. Well, thank you, Russ. It gave me a little inspiration, a little kick in the rear end to do something. Got to put the new routine in. Hope everybody that was listening got a little bit of inspiration. You got two days to start doing something. Go visit his website. And of course, uh, Russ, make sure you book for next month and welcome aboard the community, my friend. Thank you, Michelle. It's been my pleasure. Have an awesome day. And I love what you're doing. Love the energy. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, can you imagine if I actually was physically fit, how much more I'd have? <laughs> Yeah, we're working crazy. on crazy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we're working. It's time. I'm 48. I mean, you know, it's not getting any prettier. All right. Thanks, my friend. We'll talk to you next month. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. 1230 real quick before I bring on my next guest. Just wanted to let you know, if you're listening to this show, you're hearing all these great people and you're like, where am I going to find them? If you go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com and if you go to the episodes page or the take action tab or the partners and patriots page, 
the, the tab, rather. There are all, all the uh, pages connect together that are underneath it, that drop down, you know, all the long, laundry list of resources to grow your business, enhance the quality of your business, and make a difference. And if you look in the show, you'll see a big graphic. You'll see the topics. You'll see the names. And they're pretty, pretty pictures. And then, of course, underneath that, you're going to see the name, their name and the company name. And it's in blue. You click that, it'll go right to their website. So that way, you could try to even find everybody and get directly to their websites. And a lot of people have shows. A lot of our guests have shows, and we have their shows listed on our must-listen-to page. Again, that's under the Take Action tab and also the uh, Partners and Patriots tab. Yeah. And some guests uh, haven't been on the show yet, but they're coming. They're coming. So go check that out and uh, get the information you need. Change your life. Change your life. All right, let's bring on my next guest. My next guest is Jeff Steinberg. He's the tiny giant. He's a keynote speaker, author, and award-winning, entertaining, 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 entertainer, award-winning entertainer. Sorry, Jeff. I uh, have a little typo. And he is a masterpiece in progress. This guy's great. Give him a big round of applause. (laughs) Jeff, welcome back. How are you? Oh, hold on a second, Jeff. Right. Let me try huh? that again. The button didn't click. Jeff, how are you? Welcome back. Oh, thank you. I said, so your tongue gets in front of your eye teeth and you can't see what you're saying. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, you, you throw in a couple P's, a couple S's, and it's just like, what are you going to do? It's live. Hey, you know, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. Hey, I've been okay. enjoying listening to your to your guests, and I, I have a comment for Bill Renshaw. I love breathing. <laughs> I, I don't want to stop breathing. You know? No, not at all. Inhale, not exhale. yet at least. Every day it's the same old thing. What can I say? No. Yeah, same okay. old, same old. So what do you, you have so many different topics that you cover, especially when you do your motivational speaking engagements. And, of course, you always throw in some great entertainment. So what do you, I, I put you today, I believe, as uh, your potential, because kind of that's what people, uh, I would say they underestimate. Do you want to take it from there? Well, we've been through an awful lot this last year, and and to be honest, I mean, uh, everybody's, you know, licking their wounds saying, well, you know, look at all the bad things that have happened to me, and look at all the, the struggles I've had to face, but the struggles are important, and the bad things that, that happened to us, I mean, everybody faces them. Uh, I remember the words of Papa in the shack where she says, uh, I can work incredible good out of unspeakable bad but it doesn't mean I orchestrate the tragedies. The truth of the matter is, I mean, if you want to know where I'm, where I'm at, I, I was born with no arms and malformed legs. So when I look at potential, I look in the mirror and I see a masterpiece. I see all kinds of opportunities. And uh, unlike Bill, I'm not going to give you six points. I'm only going to give you three and, mm. and, and then, and then a close. And I mean, cause that's what I do. Um, First thing, I have potential. All that I can be, I can be. I have possibilities. I have potential. Uh, I look at my life not in terms of whether or not I'm normal or whether or not I'm not normal. I mean, because every day I have to have my wife help me take a bath. I have to I have to put on my arm in order to uh, drive. I have to put on my leg brace. You know, uh, normal is a euphemism for ordinary. And hmm. I never want to be ordinary. I want to be extraordinary. So all that I can be, I 
can be. I have possibilities. Some my mother looked at my life in terms of, you know, when I was younger and she saw a person with a disability and all she was concerned about was whether or not I would be safe. Mm-hmm. And safe is not where you need to be. You need to be out there where you can risk the wins and, you know, take the chances. Second thing, all that I can be, I must be. Because to settle for anything else is to settle for less, and less should never be good enough. Um, I drove Uber and Lyft for five years. It was really funny. A guy got in my car. He looked at the hook on the wheel. He didn't say, hi, how are you, drop dead, nothing like that. He looked at my hook, and he said, were you born like that? And I turned and looked at him and said, without the hook? I said, that would really leave a mark. I said, that would really hurt. My mom would not be happy. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. My mom would have been satisfied if I would have just stayed home and been safe. I drive a car. I travel the globe. I stand on stages and I sing and I speak. I was told that Neil Diamond sounds like me. I met him once. I asked him. I told him. I said, people tell me I sound like you. I said, has anybody ever told you you sound like me? His eyes got really big. He said, not that I can recall. And I'm thinking, get a life, Neil. Rent one. So you've got all that I can be, I can be. All that I can be, I must be. Then you get the third. All that I can be, I choose to be because you got to want it bad enough not to care what anybody thinks mm-hmm. i i'm i'm reminded of how many i'm sure many of your uh, audience loves uh rocky sylvester stallone and he says he told his son in the last movie rocky balboa in 2006 he said let me tell you something already you already know The world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And, and, and that's the thing. You've got to want it bad enough not to care what anybody thinks. Now, you put all three of those things together. You know, I can be, I must be, I choose to be, and you got the moment of resolve when you get off the couch. All that I can be, I shall be. We've been through a lot through this last year. COVID, financial loss, um, you know, wearing masks, all of that. I never dreamed the day would come when I could pull up into a drive-in, a drive-up uh, bank window with a face mask on. <laughs> so I I know, that's the craziest thing, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, but we've been through all of these things, and we're saying, I hope it gets back to the way it was. No, 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 no. I hope it gets better. And the only way it's going to get better is if you want it to. If you look in the mirror and see a masterpiece and see your possibilities and see your potential. Uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I'm available. I'm not cheap, but I'm easy. But I'm, uh, I can sing for your event. I can speak for your event. <laughs> you like that, huh? 
It's funny, yeah. yeah. Visit, You're a funny guy. You're yeah, a funny visit guy. Tiny Giant. Yeah, visit tinygiant.com or jeffsteinberg.net. Either one of those will get you to my website, and either one of those will get you uh, an opportunity for for you to have me come and motivate and challenge and inspire your audience. I have a book. Awesome. It's on Kindle. It's on Audible. It's called Masterpiece in Progress. It is available, and you can also order it on our website. And I will even be autograph it for you if you mention that. So go to jeffsteinberg.net or tinygiant.com. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you so much. Real inspiration kind of puts everything in a perspective. And I really hope people that are listening take you up on this during the weekend, kind of reposition what they want and who they are and what's going on. It's the only way to make a change. So, Jeff, thank you so much. Hope to see you next month, my friend. Have a great Michelle, weekend. thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to doing it again. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Blessings. Oh, what an inspirational guy. I definitely encourage you to check it out. And he's funny. He's a funny guy. Funny guy. It's 1240. Where am I on my clock? I'm a little over. I'm a little over. Um, well, I was going to talk about the marketplace, but let's see. Um, well, let me, do, let me do events real quick. Let me do events real quick. And then I want to bring on my next guest because I don't want to get too far behind. But the events are coming up like right now. So I got to tell you about them. Something big is happening. Something big, I feel it happening. All right, we got a couple of events coming up right now this week. And we're in Arizona number one. Now we've got that recall for Arizona House Speaker Rhino Rusty Rogue Bowers. It's important that we get rid of these politicians who aren't working and on our behalf. Kind of shared that earlier today in the segment about my precinct committee man meeting. So go to oh, where do I want you to go? I want you to go to our live events page. All of these pay all of these are on the live events page. I'm not going to give you the individual websites because it's too much to keep track of. Just go to everything homeresourceplatform.com, click the take actions tab. You'll see the live events page. So go check that out and then it'll get you there's a big there's always big graphics. So you click on that, it'll get you directly to the websites. So if you can go down there this weekend, sign some uh, petitions. Sign some petitions. They're getting close on their numbers. It's down at Timeout Sports Bar and Grill in Mesa. And then, of course, uh, you can start gathering some signatures. That would be awesome. And number two, number two, there's a big free MAGA Frank rally by our buddy, Mr. Mike Lindell over at nfrankspeech.com. President Donald Trump will be talking all live. The Jumbotron, they're going to make a great bunch of headliners. Definitely check that one out. Starts at 1130 a.m. tomorrow, and you can watch it live on frankspeech.com. And don't forget, Mike Lindell and Mike Pillow are now partners on our Marketplace platform. So if you go to mypillow.com, you get up to 66% off. And uh, guess what else? 20% of your total purchase is donated to our nonprofit partners, helping vets, pets, and kids. Tons of products, amazing, comfortable things, up to 66% off, 20% goes to help veterans, animals, and children. Make sure you go to mypillow.com and... Use the promo code HOME. All right, let me bring on my next guest. I'm not going to tell you about the next event because he's here to tell you about himself, Mr. Jason Breslin. All right, so my next guest is another new partner, another new partner, Kevin Padillo. He's the founder of Leads on Demand, who's helping you generate consistent appointments and close deals without lifting a finger. Audience, Summit's going to make our life easier and make us a bunch of money. Kevin, welcome hey, to hey, hey. our platform. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me here, Michelle. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Well, when I saw you pop up into the schedule, I looked and I said, hmm, 
Somebody's going to make everyone's life easier. Someone's going to make them more money. Uh, we got to hear from this guy. So what, what have you come up with to help everybody? Yeah, so I want to share how we got 100 clients for our partners and ourselves. Um, what, I, what I've been really focusing on is something that you'll have to roll your sleeves up in. It's very simple, and it's making hundreds of contacts every day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, then share. Go ahead and tell me, tell me about it. What? Sure. All it is is basically, you know, some people are looking for the easy way out. I wish I can give you an easy strategy that you can just microwave your way to success or order Uber on your way to booking more sales appointments. Uh, but what I've been founding with our company, Leads on Demand, is we've been helping a lot of agencies, especially people like financial advisors. We help them book more meetings by sending almost 260 messages every day from their social media accounts, finding prospects, booking meetings, and closing them, making them more money. And is there a particular niche that you have that you have to focus on, or it could be catered to any type of of industry? Uh, Yeah, it could be most likely B2B. So if if you sell to other businesses, this approach works for you. Um, You could use this by making phone calls, sending messages, uh, and it's nothing new. All you're just doing is calling more people and messaging more people every day. <laughs> yep. So from the messaging standpoint, let's just say, if we're talking B2B, your, prim- your primary social media platform is probably most likely LinkedIn, correct? Yeah, yes. Uh, all right. So then are you then, uh, is your automated computer system looking at the profile and it's picking up keywords for a search or in the title, so that way you can really target uh, based on what the client needs in, a, in order to find the correct potential uh, lead? You know, we, we don't really use automation. You know, a lot of companies use automation, but we have a trained team, they're overseas, that will actually hand find them by oh. using their own hands, using their own eyes, and, uh, you know, sending those messages and actually having real conversations, not just like scripted spam. People hate. People don't like those. So your team does the search based on the criteria the client provides you. Then they are then yeah. using the search tools within uh, multiple platforms. Let's just call it that. Try to keep it simple. And then they are hand typing a message to them or you know, cutting and pasting, but making some adjustments. And they also have the ability to call them if that's something that the client wants. Yeah. Yeah. You can, we can call them as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, and you said there's an average of what, 260 messages that go out. And of that, I mean, I, I understand that each industry, each type of business is going to be different, but just, uh, yeah. but on an, on an average, what, what's the conversion rate where at least that person is engaged? I'm not saying they're buying, they're buying a service or product, but at least they say, all right, I'd like to have a, a, a conversation about the next steps. For sure. Yeah, it would be about 5%. Uh, you know, some of our clients are having higher conversion. It all depends on their sales process. Uh, but the first step, if anyone wants to get about 100 clients this month or in the next two months, 
the three things I would really want to suggest to all of you if you're listening would be to get clear on who you're targeting, B, have a script, three, go make contact, go talk to them, and uh, don't just rely on an easy way. You kind of got to hit everybody from multiple directions. And, of course, you don't want to come across as sales, right? We don't want to sell anybody anything uh, too directly. Yeah. But as far as in your, in your experience and, and your past clients that you've had, is, yeah. is there a – oh, is there a sweet spot for the price point that people are usually more inclined to go with and, and, and want to have another conversation or purchase? Or is it really – as long as it's something good or something that is a match form, you know, you're talking stuff that could be a couple thousand dollars for somebody's package. Yeah. You know, you know what? Like I wouldn't even advise anyone to hire me unless they're very busy. Hmm. Um, I, I always tell my clients, if you have time to do it, don't hire me, go do it. And you'll learn. You know, a lot of my clients, they're starting off in, as financial advisors or in their business, they're new salespeople, and they're just lazy. They don't prospect at all. They don't want to hunt. They don't want to gather food. They just want to have it handed to them. But there is so much power in you hunting. And just like we can even relate it to ancient times where we all had to find our food and hunt for, you know, animals. Yeah, totally makes sense. you 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 couldn't really you know, have a DoorDash back in, you know, in the Bible days. So they, they did have to hunt. Yeah, you had, to, you had to go out and get, and you had to gather people. You had to go gather and be resourceful. Amazing. Personal responsibility. Crazy how that always comes around for full circle. So real quick before you give your website, what is your entry-level package so people can put things in a perspective and eliminate those barriers to entry? Yeah, so we have packages, you know, some of us starts at 12K a year annually. But if many people, like, you know, many people here, they don't, you don't, maybe you might not know who I am, but I want to let you guys just start off. If you, anyone are interested in, in uh, you know, kind of getting a taste of what we do, I do teach a free class every Saturday. Um, you know, every Saturday you can I teach a free class on how to prospect, and that's where you can come and learn how to do it on your own. And if you're too busy, you can always contact me there. Uh, but if you are interested, you can always send me an email at team, T-E-A-M, at leads, L-E-A-D-Z, dot expert. Team at leads.expert. And send me an email. I'd love to get you in that class. It's totally free to join, by the way. Um, so and there's on the weekends. Yeah, and it's on the weekend, so there's no excuse. You can take out a little, carve out a little time to go grow your business the way that it needs to be. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, plug your website yeah. real quick for me, um, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, leads, leads on demand. Yeah, the yeah. website is www.leads.expert. It's L-E-A-D-Z or Z for you Americans out there. <laughs> I'm Canadian. <laughs> uh, expert. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. Welcome aboard the platform, and I hope everybody reaches out, checks it out, goes to the class, learns a little, makes their life easier, makes some more money, more dinero, everybody. Kevin, make sure you book for next month, and you have a great weekend. Thank you, everyone. God bless all of you. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All righty. So before I bring on my next guest, because it is part of what's going on. 
and it is part of something he is involved in. We're talking about reopening in America and our marketplace. So take a listen to the commercial. Get you enthused. All the resources and information. And it's not just shows, everybody. It's like groups and websites and tons of free content, free stuff, free things. ReopenAmericaResourceCenter.com. Are you struggling personally or professionally because of the coronavirus shutdown? Ready to grow your business and serve more customers and clients? Finally, there's a trustworthy website with resources, relief options, grants, support, and much more for small businesses, nonprofits, and individuals. One location with all the information. It's time to get back to work, life, and reopen America. Visit ReopenAmericaResourceCenter.com today. The ultimate resource platform to help you in every way. And make it convenient for where we add you to our website. So just go to the Reopen America Resource tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. You can go check it out. There's a lot of stuff, and it covers every single category that you could possibly imagine to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. And also, don't forget the marketplace is part of that program, too. We've got to get this place rocking and rolling again, and especially since a lot of the nonprofits have been hurt over the past 15 months, and we've been finding out a lot of them are getting the resources that they had before. So we started the marketplace. We're going to have 57 well-known websites and brands, stuff that you are buying anyway. We just need you to go check out the marketplace and click on the graphics there for the company or the product or the service that you want. And then 2 to 20% of your total purchase is then donated to our nonprofit partners helping vets, pets and kids, that's veterans, animals, and children. You can make a huge difference. Not having to make a direct donation just by buying the products and services that you normally do. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? And like I said earlier, MyPillow.com, our promo code is HOME, H-O-M-E, and they're given 20%, and you get up to 66%. So it is a double-sided, beautiful coin, people, double-sided. So that way you can help out organizations like Jason Bressler's Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation, and they're one of our partners. So they're getting some of those proceeds to help their organization to really serve the community. They are a, a leader in the community here, at least in Arizona, and we're getting them all nationwide. So go check it out, uh, the Marketplace tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Please start using it. And if you're going to go to, if you're going to go to mypillow.com, don't forget the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, 20%. That's a lot. And you get the same, you get the, you get the discounts up to 66%. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. My next guest, favorite of the show, Mr. Jason Bressler, he's the founder of the nonprofit Phoenix Metro Chamber Foundation. They're supporting local charities through fundraising, volunteer efforts, and charitable partnerships, all helping children, families, veterans, and pets. Hardest working guy I know. Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Mr. Bressler, how are you today? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. You're busy, busy. You've got a big event tomorrow. Why don't you tell them about it? Because we got some la- maybe some last-minute entries. We can put them in there. Yes, we have our first of two charity golf tournaments. We are partnering with Blue Agave Mexican Cantina, a wonderful locally owned restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona. And we are supporting an organization called Hope Kids. And Hope Kids provides ongoing events, activities, and support for families who have a child with a life-threatening medical condition. And we have been supporting Hope Kids Arizona since we started. And we love providing and inspiring hope in these children and their families. 
Uh, Hope Kids currently serves in the state of Arizona over 1,100 families. So this is an event where Blue Agave Mexican Cantina and our foundation come together to assist with their programs and services. I am proud to say that we are completely full on golfers. Uh, We are very full on sponsors, and we welcome anyone to make a donation um, at pmc.foundation, or they can find out more about our event at blueagavegolf.com. And it's just really exciting to see everyone in the community coming together to help Hope Kids Arizona and those they serve. And our foundation, our team, our supporters, we are so excited to collaborate with Blue Agave Mexican Cantina and all of our sponsors, uh, again, to inspire hope for the children and their families. Oh, it's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that you guys have been sold out. That's probably, you know, the good thing is, is now people are listening about and they're going, hey, when's the next one? I'm in. I'm all in. So before you plug that, give me an example of what the Hope Kids Arizona does for these kids. Like, pick out one story real quick. Well, uh, there's so many stories I can share because I've been involved with Hope Kids for a very, very long time. And one story that I can share was even recently um, where they asked me to get involved in a special event for the families. And um, this particular event uh, was over at a uh, trampoline park. And I was there helping to register and uh, helping to uh, expedite the process of getting folks uh, checked in. And I had the opportunity to speak with uh, a mother and father who had a son who um, has a life-threatening medical condition. And this particular event really helps them because it not only restores hope in the child, it really helps the family because the families need during their journey um, opportunities for their children, or in this case their child uh, and themselves, to not focus on the medical treatments and everything that's going on. And it really hit home because I know I also I actually know a family uh, who has a child that's suffering from the same thing, and they're really having a very tough time. And it made me feel like, wow, I mean, this is increasing the connection uh, for me and the organization. This is also helping these families during such a very traumatic experience. Um, and having them network with other families who share the similar challenges, who face these obstacles um, that, you know, really I can't even imagine going through, it, it, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. I mean, it's just amazing the support and the connection and the encouragement and the inspiration and the friendships that it fosters. So this particular uh, family, um, you know, I am now, you know, very involved with, being an inspiration to them, helping them, listening to their concerns, being a shoulder they can cry on, um, so to speak. And I just, it really enhances and and inspires me to get even more involved with Hope Kids Arizona. Um, And at the same time, it helps these families go through such challenges that, again, no one would want to go through uh, that I know. And and these children really appreciate it when you see them smiling, you see them, you know, not focused on, 
the medical treatments and everything else going on in their lives that I couldn't imagine going through, it really gives you a sense of, uh, you know, reward in yourself and wanting to do more and wanting to help. And that's why I'm a part of the Hope Kids family. Um, that's just one of many stories I've had over the last, gosh, I'd say at least 15 years that I've been involved with them. And now that I started a foundation with my team and working with folks like Blue Agave Mexican Cantina and all the incredible sponsors, donors, supporters like yourself that are helping us make this happen, it's, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And, um, and I can't say enough about what Hope Kids does to draw the families together to help the children and the families have hope when they really need it at, you know, a very, very challenging time and times throughout their lives. Uh, so it's, it's, it's incredibly wonderful to be in a position, and I'm grateful for that position to help Hope Kids Arizona. And the great thing about your foundation is you work with multiple smaller organizations that are all over mm-hmm. the state of Arizona, and, and ones that don't have the resources to put together a golf tournament or one of the many, many events that you have, or they, don't, they can't round up all these volunteers or get the donations they need, but they're great grassroots organizations, and you're you're doing the heavy, lifty, heavy lifting forum and then bringing them together and then, of course, giving them the exposure they need because I have a feeling there's a heck of a lot more than 1,100 families that need this service, but they probably just don't know it's there. So you're doing great work, Jason, and uh, I want to wish you good luck tomorrow at the event. Hopefully you're not going to be too Thank stressed you. and uh, you know, take some time <laughs> to enjoy it. You deserve it. And then if there's anybody that's listening, uh, you need to check out their website because it has their organizations that they work with. So maybe you want to volunteer, maybe you want to donate, maybe you know somebody who needs the resources. I think maybe that's a, you might want to take a look because I'm sure we know everybody that could use a little bit of help in some way. And it's a great place to go find that information and get, the, get your peeps connected. Remember, it's Join Together June. We can, we can do all this together. Jason, give that website for everybody pmc.foundation and you will see that we have a lot of projects a lot of events coming up and anyone in the community is welcome to join us to sponsor to participate to work with us in doing something in honor of a particular organization or individual Uh, we believe in partnerships and collaboration and working together because that creates the greatest impact uh, for each other those we serve in our community yeah you're doing great work. Like I said, you're the hardest working guy I know, and I respect you a lot, Jason. So thanks for being a great partner. I got a lot of new stuff to share with you. You'll be getting some emails this weekend. You're going to be really excited. I'm going to start rolling in some dough to these organizations. So thanks again, Jason. And uh-huh. we'll uh, talk later this month. You got it. Thank you. All right. Oh, what a good guy. Like I said, he is so hardworking. He networks. He knows everybody. He's a great person to get involved with. His organization is awesome, too. That's why they partnered with us on the Marketplace and on our Patriotic Purpose Driven Resource Platform. And speaking of business, I'm just going to do a little recap, and then I'm going to mention our program because we're all talking about joining together. We're talking about purpose-driven businesses. That's what this whole show has turned kind of into. Of course, what our program does is it brings the nonprofits and for-profit companies together, helping business. It's helping nonprofits and businesses, helping nonprofits like Jason's. Here, real quick, we're going to talk business for two or three minutes, and then we are going to bring on our next guest. It's going to get crazy here in a few minutes. So watch out. Hold on to your hats, people. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. All 
right, I'm changing gears for just a second. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, and I said it earlier on the show, your business assignment starting now, which should have started on Wednesday, you're going to get up uh, one hour earlier each day. And then that's going to give you the time to take one real take action item for growing your business, enhancing the quality of your life, and making a difference in your community. If you could take those three, everything will change, literally change by the end of the month. That is the June challenge. That is the June challenge. And you can go to our take action tab, everything, home resource platform.com. Pick something, take out your pen and paper, whether you're listening to shows or you're going to the resources or joining a group, or you're making a plan. It's all right there to so go check it out, to see what you're going to do. Make your plan hour up early. And again, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our program, our everything done for you. This is how you're going to do it. You're going to grow your business this way. You're going to help out the community too. Purpose, become a purpose-driven business. The key is where everything is going. Did you know 63% of consumers prefer to buy from purpose-driven brands and businesses that reflect their own values, beliefs, and support charitable causes? Promos for a Purpose provides business owners with ways to support worthy causes and promote their brands at the same time with its comprehensive done-for-you marketing and media program. Visit www.promosforapurpose.com for more information. Promosforapurpose.com Promos for a Purpose helps you stand out from your competition and stay top of mind by promoting your purpose made easy. It's our everything done for you purpose-driven business partnership and marketing experience which provides small business owners, entrepreneurs, service providers, and corporations with ways to support charitable causes and promote their brands at the same time. Promos for a Purpose gives your brand something to believe in and makes it easier than ever to join this new purpose-driven model and movement which is transforming how businesses operate, market, and serve customers, clients, and the community. Just click the Promos for a Purpose tab on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, to get all the information. We'd love for you to become a part of our community as a purpose-driven business so we can help you grow and share why you are the best at what you do. It's time your story is heard. All right, we're at 105. Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. This is going to be one heck of a show. This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. Joining me and sitting shotgun are two special guests, but first up, Mr. Leo Zagami. He's a former InfoWars contributor. He's got a long list of credentials. And today he's exposing the evil Vatican. And we're talking the Great Reset. Oh, my goodness. Audience, big round of applause. Leo, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be on a show that has uh, so many listeners uh, and it's uh, reaching uh, the right ones, especially the right ones. That's what we are interested in. Yeah, the, white, the right ones that either are got a little dose of the truth, the ones that want more of the truth, or the ones that are open-minded enough to realize that they're just beginning to know the truth. 
Well, uh, you have to start somewhere. I guess uh, that uh, my exposure work started in uh, 2006. And uh, initially, most of the people who uh, heard what I had to say thought I was... Uh, I was insane, including my friend Alex Jones. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. later on, he came to Rome to apologize, and he actually produced a documentary with me. So um, I, I've written many books. That's what I do. Uh, I'm mainly a writer these days, but mostly because of my uh, prior experience within uh, the New World Order and uh, the Vatican. So and you started, this, is, uh, you started this in 2006. So you have been digging and learning and finding out information for like 15 years. Well, actually, I didn't start in 2006. It started uh, many years before that because 2006 was the year I started to expose what I had been involved to not be oh. killed. But, but uh, my experience goes back to my childhood. My initiation in the Illuminati of the New World Order was in 1993. So my experience goes back many more years than that. Uh, that is simply the exposure work I've been doing on the Internet, which led me to um, then start writing books around 2009 uh, when I realized that the Internet was already back then censored. Uh, and um, I had already bad experiences with the censorship uh, back then. Uh, later on, it became even worse. <laughs> it didn't get better. Oh, yeah, it's horrible now. So, I can only imagine you get kicked off of everything because you were, you're given too much info. You're giving them the inside scoop on what's really going on. But, you know, the good thing is, is at least more people are open-minded to it. And as you said, when you first started talking about it, they thought you were crazy. You thought it was conspiracy theory. And then, as, as we've learned, just pretty even recently, you know, the ones that always kept saying that, uh, they're realizing, oh, my God, you're right. There's no such thing as a conspiracy thing. This actually came out. This is like, it's like a, a strategic propaganda by just actually saying that because we were starting to figure something out back in the 60s and they didn't want us to spread the word. So they just said, oh, we'll just call them conspiracy theorists because uh, we got to discredit them make, them, make everybody think that they're crazy. And as you said, a lot of this stuff's now coming to the forefront and more people are understanding. And when you connect the dots, you just go, Wow. This is all real. Yes, unfortunately, people uh, should have listened to my advice years ago when I came out uh, publicly in 2006. Uh, as I said, it was mostly because uh, within uh, the the lodges I belonged to, there had been already an internal war for a few years, and uh, the only way to actually survive uh, the whole thing was to expose it. And when I exposed it, then it got even worse. I got accused of espionage. I got arrested in Norway for espionage. I uh, lost the chance of ever seeing my child again since 2008. And uh, I was basically in Norway at the time. And uh, Norway is a pretty much a socialist country with a very hypocrite, uh, hypocritical system uh, like most Scandinavian countries based on this uh, Juntelaben, which uh, is a really embedded in their DNA, which is basically nobody can emerge above anybody else. So it's basically mm-hmm. communism. And uh, Oslo was a good experience for me uh, because it was the place that for many years had been like uh, the crossroads where all the spies uh, in the Cold War would meet up in a kind of almost neutral territory. So I met a lot of interesting characters, uh, and uh, like I said earlier, uh, my experience within the secret societies 
brought me uh, in very restricted circles. And so at one point, I guess that um, I saw maybe too much, and that's where uh, I got accused of espionage, which wasn't a pleasant accusation because for a couple of years, uh, all my all my bank accounts, everything I owned was all frozen, and I had to wait February 2010 to have it unfrozen when they eventually will give up uh, the PST, the Norwegian uh, Internal uh, Security Services, uh, decided to give up on the on this hideous accusation. Um, but I was uh, I was definitely damaged by what I did. I didn't have any benefits from it. Now I, of course, also have fled from Italy in 2019. Unfortunately, now. I am here in the home of the brave, this great place, which is America. And here, like many other people before me, I have come to become an American citizen following, of course, the law, doing it in a legal way and doing it because if I go back to Europe, especially in Italy, I will be killed. So people were persecuted Mm. when they came here. Now you have economic migrants who simply come here because they want a better life. At the basis of this uh, nation was where, where people who, like me, sacrifice uh, themselves for an ideal and risk their life for an ideal. So I'm pretty angry to see what's happening in Joe Biden's America, where everybody's coming through the border like uh, there is no problem, when somebody like me had to really struggle a lot to um, finally get my green card, and hopefully in a couple of years uh, I will be granted the full citizenship. Oh, so well, it's, you uh, it's just... very important for me because uh, it's, uh, it's not a matter of, uh, it's a matter that if I se- get sent back to my country, I will get killed. So that will be then yeah. the responsibility of the people who send me back. Well, it, unfortunately, like you mentioned, Joe Biden's America, how it works here now, you just go walk right across, they scoop you up, they bring you up here to Phoenix, put you in a hotel for a couple of weeks, couple of days, and then they give you some new clothes, <laughs> they, new shoes, they give you some food, and then they ship you off to anywhere you want in the whole country, and then they're going to give you housing there, which we found out about last night. They're going to give you housing, they're going to give some money. I don't know if they're going to give you a job or not, and then you're going to uh, you get all these benefits. Hello. And uh, look what you have. Well, you're still uh, going I mean, through the process. So, you should have walked over the border, man. You should have walked over. Who knew, right? Oh, well, uh, as I said, my wife is American. Uh, She comes from uh, pretty much a military background. I will not uh, ever do anything that is illegal because it's contrary. My wife has been a member of the Republican Party for for, for 30 years. Uh, I think that the way to do it is the legal way. Uh, Oh, you're totally uh, right. You don't have to nowadays. That's the sad part. Yeah, no, we have to represent uh, an example of uh, of what to do, uh, contrary to these people who, uh, of course, uh, are not respecting the law and are uh, threatening the very existence of the sovereignty uh, of the United States, which, uh, by the way, now, fortunately, I heard that Governor Abbott in Texas wants to build his own wall. I think that's great. I think that's yes. Governors who are on the on the on the border should do that to protect the sovereignty of this country. Yeah, but what's sad is there's only one that has the uh, the love of the country and the the uh, the courage to well, do it. But the problem is yeah. the problem is Jesuitism. People uh, 
still don't understand that the bigger problem we have nowadays is that this is the second Catholic president we ever had. And he's a Jesuit stooge. He's not a Catholic. This guy doesn't go to church. He doesn't uh, pray. Uh, no. Yeah. No, no, but the Catholics of today is the Pope Francis Church, the Church of the Jesuits. So he is a Catholic because the Catholic Church of today is reflected in his values. The Catholic Church of Pope Francis is not the Church of prior popes. Talking here about the Church that was corrupted during the Second Vatican Council, a Church which I know like my pockets because I was born within it. I was born in Rome. I was raised in it. I started my media career in the radio of the Episcopal Conference uh, that is now uh, called Radio Blue. I started my own career within the, the Vatican uh, media. So I know exactly what I'm talking about here. I had to fight these people until it was possible in Italy, but then when it wasn't possible because they were persecuting me, and they, they, they were actually uh, trying to have me either murdered or arrested. And when I saw that uh, in 2019, uh, I went in front of a judge, and the judge was clearly uh, influenced by the Vatican. She mm -hmm. said it openly when I was there in front of her. She said, ah, you criticize the Vatican, uh, this and that. And I, I was shocked. So I, I thought, uh, I don't have much time here because they wanted to take my passport. So I got with my wife and we decided to leave Italy as soon as possible, which we did. And it wasn't easy because, of course, we had to raise the money and everything. And, and eventually we, we made it here in uh, Southern California, which might seem an unusual choice. But I have a lot of relatives that left Sicily many a century ago that live uh, here in the U.S., also in California. And uh, Palm Springs, uh, it's a place uh, which, of course, was Frank Sinatra's favorite place. And I'm half Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, you got to keep so it in like the family. A, we like a certain kind of ambiance around us. Yeah. Let's say that. <laughs> so from what I've heard or, or, or watched on, on shows and, and what, you know, quote-unquote, I don't want to call them experts, but you know what I'm saying. The corruption in the Vatican started many, many, many years ago. But you were saying, would you say that, as you mentioned, yes. Pope John Paul, Paul, was it Pope John Paul Francis, or no, who, who was the one that was the real pivot point uh, that you mentioned that really put it in the direction well, to, uh, to put it on like an accelerant yeah. speed? Yeah. I would say that this, uh, this accelerant speed, that this change was done with the Second Vatican Council, which was an historical moment for the Church. It started uh, with uh, Pope Roncalli, who was himself a Freemason, passed on to Pope Montini, Paul VI, who was also a Freemason. Uh, and that was the moment in which liberal Freemasonry took over the show. Uh, liberal Freemasonry is not traditional, uh, the kind of Freemasonry we're used to here, which is God and country, is actually atheist in nature. It's connected to the Grand Orient and Grand Lodge de France. Unfortunately, these days, most of Freemasonry, including the one that is here, is being corrupted by those values. And in fact, I, I sadly had to decline the offer of joining a local lodge when I saw that here in California, 
the former grandmaster had criticized Donald J. Trump. Uh, the lodges were actually used for political promotion of the left-wing libtard uh, ideology or for the Muslim Brotherhood, or for the satanic uh, activities yeah. of the Ordo Templi Orientis and other Satanists. And so when I saw that kind of thing, I was pretty disgusted, because I used to be, I mean, I, I was initiated in Freemasonry, and I still believed that Freemasonry was the backbone of this country when it came to um, values. Unfortunately, it's no longer like that. And we saw it last year when when uh, even the statue of Albert Pike was destroyed by Antifa and the likes, uh, the Sovereign Grand Commander here uh, actually was kind of apologetic. And when they actually uh, ruined uh, the, with uh, paint and stuff the statue of uh, George Washington in front of, uh, of, um, uh, of a temple, I think it was in Philadelphia, I'm not sure though, at that point uh, and nobody did anything amongst mm -hmm. the Masonic fraternity to defend the, the values of Freemasonry against these thugs, well then, I'm sorry, but I will distance myself from this kind of fraternity. i done it in the past, but I, I still thought that there were maybe some people within the fraternity that were um, worth saving. Uh, these days, I think that they are completely lost. And so it's very sad because you have to understand this is the foundation of America you're talking right. about, 1776, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin. So Yeah, they don't care. They just want to destroy it um, and, and not teach you about it. I mean, that's part of, that's part of uh, the, you know, the, the playbook. And cancel so, about when? Of course, that. Changing history is part of the Orwellian methodology that they seem to follow. But uh, everything we discussed today, even earlier, when it comes down to the this massive uh, immigration uh, that what's happening at the borders is all caused by the Jesuits who have uh, ruled forever South and Central America. And they're the ones who control the NGOs uh, that eventually will then uh, become the depositories of a lot of these children who are left mm -hmm. at the border and that uh, they will be human trafficked, uh, they will be probably abused by some Catholic priest and what not. Catholic Church is no longer what it used to be. Catholic Church is our enemy nowadays. The Catholic Church has been infiltrated by communists during the Cold War, by pedophiles uh, for centuries, but now has become really the home of Satan. I mean, uh, and somebody who is born Catholic, uh, to tell you this, uh, uh, is because I know how things are now in Rome. I mean, uh, we are talking about satanic masses celebrated within the Vatican walls. Not only simple Masonic gathering, which is kind of harmless. Talking about real satanic masses. So that's what's happening in Rome. So you can imagine what happens in the rest of the world. Right, the people just it's, don't uh, know about it or don't talk about it. But it's happening. Yeah, it may not. And, and yeah. here, you know, we've been starting to hear, you know, for a while, there's a lot of people that kind of talked about this and knew about it. And it's becoming a little bit more, uh, uh, I don't want to say easier to discuss, but more people are, are, are understanding about it, or at least being uh, inclined to learn about it. Um, you want to talk about this whole satanic infestation and kind of oh, just explain to people what it's what it really means, what it's all about, because... A lot of people okay, so what, I, what's happening is this. 
the Catholic Church uh, held on to its traditional values until the beginning of this uh, Second Vatican Council that ended up on the, in December 1965. And uh, just in time for year zero of modern Satanism, 1966 is considered the year zero of Satanism, modern Satanism. It was the year in which also at the social level they promoted uh, a more... Uh, a modern uh, vision of Satanism with the Church of Satan of Anton Levi, Anton Levy, who, by the way, Anton Levy was uh, somebody who died in the arms of the Catholic Church and of the Jesuits. By the, some people think maybe he died with some Satanists around him. No, he died with some Jesuits around him <laughs> some ca- in a Catholic hospital. Hmm. Um, and, 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 and so... The, the year zero of Satanism was coinciding with the beginning of this new phase for the Catholic Church. They changed the Mass, no longer recited in Latin. The Novo Ordu Misa, meaning the Mass of the New World Order, basically, um, is a Mass that had to become uh, more superficial and uh, will gradually also open up uh, to uh, other religions, as we have seen with Pope Francis now, he's been working actively towards a one-world religion with his human fraternity project. But uh, it started back then, it started back then with Pope Paul VI, who himself actually knew what was happening, and so he denounced himself publicly, saying that the smoke of Satan is coming from within the walls of the Vatican. And um, Paul VI, who was a Freemason, I actually published uh, documents that prove it in uh, volume three of my confessions. And uh, in volume 6.66, which is one of my latest books, uh, which I discuss uh, also the age of cyber Satan, which is their ultimate project, because uh, people don't know that um, 2001 Space Odyssey was uh, inspired by a Jesuit. Not Arthur C. Clarke was inspired by Pierre Teilhard de Cardin, who was the most inspir- the, probably the biggest inspiration even for the Internet. Wired says he's considered the father of the Internet. And Pierre Teilhard de Cardin inspired both 2001 Space Odyssey and the film The Exorcist. Two totally different films, but very important and very relevant, especially when it comes down to artificial intelligence. You know what happened in 2001 Space Odyssey. The clash with the, with the human, uh, the, the Al 9000, uh, with the astronaut that is going towards Mars. The extraterrestrial origins of humanity and all this is discussed in 2001. And uh, often I say to people, go and check on the Internet. You will find there is actually an, uh, a prologue to this film that was never uh, made public uh, of about 20 minutes, which included interviews with Jesuits that are considered scientists, also by Kubrick with the rabbis and with other scientists to confirm the, what he was stating in his movie. It was then, though, removed from the final uh, film editing. And, uh, and then we have, of course, uh, this uh, uh, problem with China. But China has been uh, under the influence of the Jesuits uh, for almost five centuries. You just need to study the history of the Jesuits. Matteo Ricci was sent by the company of Jesus uh, um, right at the start. When uh, they founded the Jesuits in 1540, the uh, disciples of Ignazio Loyola 
were all sent to the east. So they arrived in China. They became, uh, Matteo Ricci has the biggest shrine you can ever imagine in Beijing, not in the Vatican. Hmm. And it's uh, within a communist country. Uh, people need to know their history. Uh, in India, they went to uh, make deals with the Brahmins, not because they want to bring Christianity. They wanted to bring Jesuitry. They wanted to uh, absorb uh, rather than bring something Christian to them. Uh, the Brahmins are the ancestors of Kamala Harris. She... Uh, people forget uh, her ancestry is for also from India and from the Brahmin caste, which is a very elitarian caste. And then you, you, you have, and, and people also forget she's not the daughter of, uh, or the granddaughter or descendant of slaves, but rather of slave owners. So she's very much from the elite. And then we have, of course, also uh, Tibet, where the Jesuits went, also to learn about uh, reincarnation, learn about the Tibetan Buddhism. They actually became Tibetan monks in the process, the guy who was sent there from the Jesuits. This is all historical. You can go and study it. It's not a conspiracy theory. So my books are based on history facts, and I base them on academic sources, and I am very careful at citing the right sources because, of course, you can always have... Uh, the academic world criticizing you. But when you have actually credible sources, then it becomes much more difficult for them to criticize you. And so the plan was there. I mean, in 2015, I published a volume two of my confession. I said in 2020, you will be locked up in, a, in your houses because of a virus. You just go, you have to go and check this book. It's been published in 2015. And I've written it very clearly what will happen now, what, what, what has been happening. So the plan has always been there. People ignored the plan, ignored what I tried to denounce for years. Uh, I was lucky enough that uh, at one point in 2015, uh, um, Alex Jones came to Rome. We made also a deal to support Donald J. Trump. I founded an organization, which was the first organization outside the United States, Italians for Trump. And we supported the candidacy of Donald the J. Trump. I was president of this organization. And uh, on the 20th of January 2017, if you go on Google, uh, Huffington Post, every single uh, magazine talked about the fact that we were the only organization outside of America who had supported the candidacy actively with the Italian American community. Series of meetings, also important in Washington and so on. And um, we had uh, two important events, one in front of the Italian parliament, one in front of the American embassy in uh, very beautiful buildings to support uh, President Trump. So uh, as president of Italians for Trump, uh, I was pretty much on the spotlight even of the Italian media. But uh, the problem was that, uh, of course, uh, they didn't like very much Donald J. Trump and uh, they persecuted me, uh, of course, because I was the president of uh, one of the organizations who, uh, who supported, of course, uh, his uh, bid for the presidency. Um, and then uh, I made it here, fortunately, to the U.S., and I'm very glad to be able to talk freely. For me, it's a great thing every day. Every time I do a radio show, I do um, an article. I, I'm, I'm very glad to, to be free. People don't know what it means to have the police breaking in through your door when you make a post on Facebook. But that's what happened to me in Italy. My wife, who is American, was shocked about what happened to me in Italy. They literally broke one morning at the door, literally smashing it in. Worse than what they did to Roger Stone. Because Roger, they didn't smash the door. They smashed my door. And uh, the, the way they acted uh, to make me feel as a criminal, 
and uh, the torture, uh, locking me up for two weeks uh, without being able to see my wife, things that were completely crazy. So this kind of mentality is communism. I mean, this is what comes out of the Soviet Union kind of ideology and uh, modality. And uh, I saw it happening during the Cold War in the Soviet Union because part of my family had escaped Russia. The second uh, husband of uh, my uh, great-grandmother was uh, um, a Russian uh, who escaped because they were working uh, with uh, the imperial court, uh, with the Tsar. And, um, and so I saw in the 80s, I still remember uh, one of my relatives from Russia who was crying, saying, I never can go back to Russia because of communism. And, uh, you know, she never was able to to see Russia again because then she died and before the fall of the Soviet Union. So I profoundly hate communism. That was uh, the trigger for me to join in a very early age Operation Gladio. And Operation Gladio was about anti-communist. People say a lot of things about Operation Gladio because of course it operated in illegality. It had did things that uh, were contrary to the law, but all in defense of uh, democracy and against communism. Of course, some of the things they did was terrible, and I don't agree with them. And uh, I have denounced them since I came out with my exposure work in 2006. But I, I must say that until the Cold War lasted and until the Americans, the CIA and the other, you know, other governmental organizations, the State Department, poured money into the anti-communism state-behind operations, we still were able of stopping communism in Europe. Now they have taken over the show. And America mm -hmm. is not investing anything to stop them. Well, because they, they, they don't want to stop it here. No, they, no, want to, it, they want to implement it here. Leo, that's the problem. And, and you know what? The stories that you were just sharing about what happened to you of, get, of your door broke, getting broken. And we're not that far away from that happening here because that's what it, they It didn't happen once. It happened more than once. I mean, well, once it's, it's, say, it's coming. another time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming, but we are still far from it. Trust me. We are still far, far from it, and there is a reason why. Because yeah, on the why. contrary of China, well, because on the contrary of China that in 1949, uh, took the weapons from older citizens and the same after the Second World War in Europe, because most of the countries in Europe are people, uh, the, the defenseless people, don't have weapons. The weapons have been taken from them. The only weapons were uh, the secret weapons of Operation Gladio that was stored uh, in secret uh, places, but there were no people that were allowed to physically, still now it's very difficult to have weapons in Italy or in the rest of Europe. And to have a, a, a permit is almost impossible, if not for sport reasons, but even then you have to be very careful. So if you don't have any weapons, you are defenseless against these uh, tyrants. So the first goes along with the Second Amendment, always. And they don't right. have that in Europe. Right. Yeah, which so is they are, sad. Which is sad, which means that uh, they are defenseless against their tyrants. In fact, uh, since uh, I've been here, uh, I've been seeing, of course, and uh, reporting uh, things uh, from uh, outside, but I have a very, as I'm a journalist uh, by training, uh, that's what I've been doing also for years. 
I know what's going on in Italy, but actually, or Europe, and I can actually report it better here without any censorship, because I know that if I say the same things in Italy, after five minutes, I will have the secret police knocking at my door. So yeah. it's actually really refreshing to be able to offer the, the, the Italians uh, a sort of, uh, I don't know, pirate ship sailing uh, <laughs> off the, the realm of their control system, you know, where I can actually talk freely and say how things are. People, even if the censorship is increasing, of course, and they have tried to censor me on the various platforms and social networks, but I can't say that, uh, um, that uh, it's really sad to see the level of oppression. People don't know, but in Italy, during the lockdown, people uh, had to write a permit every time they went out of their house stating from which place they had to go, to, from their address to which place they had to go, the time of the day, and everything else. And this was actually a, an official paper that you had to carry and show to the police every time you get stopped. And they stopped you all the time. So a police state in which, still nowadays in Italy, you are not allowed to go out after midnight. And in some areas after 11 o'clock. Still, nowadays yeah. in Italy, you're not, you're not allowed to, 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 to have the basic freedoms that we enjoy here in the United States. Okay, people say that the lockdowns have been bad here. They don't have a clue of how bad they were in Europe. It was like in China. I mean, yeah. literally yeah. people went downstairs to pick up a pizza from a guy ordering a pizza, and they were arrested because they didn't have the documents. So when they went from the third floor to the first floor to from ground floor to pick up their pizza, they didn't have the documents with them, the police showed up, said, what are you doing? And they arrested them. So the, the rules that were in place there is really because of the entire movement of the Great Reset, their intentions, and the Vatican, and, and the, the, the Jesuits who have yeah, permeated yeah, that. So it's, I've got about 10 minutes left. You know, I want to I hit some really important parts where people can... Uh, really put things into perspective. So pick up from what's going on now with the, the corruption within the Vatican and what the great reset intentions are and what, what's, what's coming next. Okay. The first thing I would say, if the people want to really know what's happening, they should read my book, volume 6.66, Leo Lion Zagami, The Age of Cyber Satan, um, because it's, it's a very important book. Um, what's coming next is The Great Reset. But The Great Reset is because in 2030, China wants to become the leading nation regarding uh, artificial intelligence. And they've been working along with the Jesuits in this project. Like I said, for hundreds of years, they've been working together with the Jesuits. So once uh, Pope Francis arrived in 2013, after the resignation, the forced resignation of Pope Ratzinger, they are giving $2 billion a year to the Vatican to shut up on everything. The Vatican doesn't talk anymore about Hong Kong, doesn't talk about the Christians persecuted in China or anywhere else in the world, simply because China gives them $2 billion a year. Then on top of that, a great reset is, of course, uh, coming out from the Davos Forum, and those people, like Prince Charles, but also Klaus Schwab, and all those people are part of the Illuminati elite that the Vatican uh, is working with. Linda Rothschild, all of these people are part of the plan. Bill Gates, he went to the Vatican before the start of the pandemic in November um, 2019 to plan everything with the Pope. 
You can find that in my book, uh, Volume 4 of my Confessions, which is another important book in which I also describe the connections between the Jesuits and the Sabbatean Frankists, which are also a very important group in this New World Order asset. They are an heretical group that is part of Judaism, but they are really the reason why Judaism is given a bad name. And I'm saying that from a Jewish perspective because I'm partly Ashkenazi Jew myself. So the, 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 the whole... Uh, uh, what, what we are living in the next few years is uh, this great reset. They want to take all the private property away. They want to uh, enslave the people, but also eliminate part of the people. That's why you have, of course, the vaccines. That's why you have, of course, uh, uh, this imposition on taking these vaccines because they want to get rid of part of the population, create new uh, dependencies uh, from the big pharma. Um, it's like... If, if Pfizer makes you impotent, it also has the solution ready for you. It gives you Viagra. That's the kind mm -hmm. of thing. Problem, mm -hmm. solution. No? So uh, it's a very sad world, what we're going to be encountering. But for Christians, of course, like me, people who know that we are living the end times and that the mark of the beast is basically here and it's uh, unfolding, the, the whole process is unfolding, uh, well, we know that, yes, we are seeing uh, evil of immense proportions, but we need to resist. You see, it's very easy to at one point say, okay, I'm going to just take the, this, this vaccine and I'm just going to, because otherwise I can't go there, I can't take a plane, I can't go there, I can't do this and that. But that's the end, because that's going to be the beginning of an inevitable fall into the abyss that will bring you into the, into the arms of Satan. So... People who have to resist all this, of course, and they will try to convince us in every way possible and imaginable until they will try to almost force us. But our strength here in the United States of America is still that we have guns and we need to keep them very close to us because the next few years we might have to use them. I think you're being and optimistic for, by saying the next few years. I don't think it's going to be that far off. I think it's going well, to be a lot quicker yes, than that. Because, no, I don't think uh, quicker because I think that we still have a chance to bring back America to uh, a more, uh, let's say, a more conservative uh, um, situation might unfold, of course, with the 2022 elections. And 2024, there is, of course, also the possibility of going back to the White House. Having said that, though, it's very sad to see that Trump is still pushing for these vaccines, doesn't realize the consequences of it. And it's very sad that he does that after the threat that he received by the judiciary that he might be condemned and have you know, some, some problems legally. And now you don't hear about those problems anymore suddenly. But you hear Trump pushing the jab. So Trump is still, hmm. for me, my candidate of choice, of course. We don't have anything better to, to, to really... Uh, it seems like anybody that goes into the White House will have to compromise with the devil in one way or another. Because you have the military-industrial complex, you have everything else, you have the big pharma. So for me, Trump is still the solution um, I hope that uh, in the years, uh, in the next few months, uh, he will uh, 
suddenly realize that maybe pushing uh, still these vaccines and saying, oh, I've been responsible for Operation War Speed and all that, it's not the solution. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he says he keeps supporting it and saying it, knowing of all the factual information, the adverse effects, the large amount of deaths. Maybe we bring it up on the show all the time, the specifics, the statistics, and even all the expert doctors. So it is, it is, know, it is, you it is a horrible thing. And it's not a vaccine. I mean, it is, it is you know, as we'd say, it's a mRNA technology. It's a biological agent. Dr. Fauci is a Jesuit. He is raised by the Jesuits. He is teaching at the Jesuits in Georgetown. He was featured in early May as a special guest in the health uh, event that was uh, done by the Vatican, organized by the Vatican in early May. Yeah. He was the special guest, opened up the conference. And, he, and so uh, the, the, he represents really the evil of today in the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is, no, is not Monsignor Vigano. Vigano is a loose canon nowadays. I admire him very much for what he says, but unfortunately the church is no longer in, in the hands of traditionalists. The church is in the, in the hands of the Antichrist. The church is, uh, is, is about to become the home of the Antichrist. Uh, and what they're doing is to bring and usher in this age of the Antichrist with this creation of this one world religion that they've been working on for the last two or three years. Uh, China has signed a secret deal with the Vatican. We don't know what mm-hmm. the deal in 2018. The year after in Abu Dhabi, the Vatican has gone there with Pope Francis to sign the Human Fraternity uh, Agreement uh, with Sunni Islam. This year they signed it with Shia Islam. And um, also they, along the way, the Pope also went to the East, got the Buddhist on board. Of course, he has uh, part of the Jewish community on board. And he is hashing in the one world religion. Possibly next year is going to be presented with the last link of this one world religion, which is, of course, to bring in Kirill, the, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church. And they will meet up in Kazakhstan, in Nur Sultan, which is known also as Astana. And that's going to be the, the epitome of this one world religion creation that uh, will uh, really usher in the age of the Antichrist. And, and the great reset is great king set. Set is Satan. So you are talking mm. about great king Satan. <laughs> that's the real yeah. meaning of it. Yeah, it's, it's scary so stuff that people realize. come to this. Yes, yes. You know, it's scary, Leo. Scary stuff. Very scary, but people need to be realistic. People need to, to finish uh, lying to themselves or living in some kind of illusion. Uh, I mean, they have to be a little bit more realistic about what is happening. Otherwise, they're going to be simply uh, taken in for a ride like everybody else, and they're going to end up, unfortunately, uh, siding with the wrong side of history, which in this case is not... Uh, a geopolitical uh, only connotation, you know, are you with China or Russia, or are you with America? No, here is, are you with God or are you with the dragon, the beast and the Antichrist? Yeah, it's good and evil. It's, it's a little different, this, this go around. It's, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like there's going to be lots of casualties in many forms uh, to make sure they, you know, everyone needs to open their eyes, pay attention to this. This stuff isn't conspiracy theory. This is fact. This is history. This is current. And, um, it's absolutely it. I mean, when I, I wrote my books in Italy, I published them before I published them in America. 
and my uh, books became then the basis for my political involvement. I got involved in Italian politics between 2013-2014. The result was eventually that I was uh, persecuted because uh, when the people finally realize certain things and they start to rise against the system, the system goes, of course, and punishes who has tried to get them out of that cave. If we want to go back to Plato's myth of the cave, which is a great allegory that we should always study. And it's very suitable also for the kind of cave that we live in today, which is a technological cave, a cave mm-hmm. created around us by a digital artificial world, which ultimately will be controlled by cyber Satan, cyber Satan. It will be the, the real problem here. And 2030 will be the year cyber Satan will unleash himself completely on this world. And China, the dragon of the apocalypse, is aiding it. So what they did was to unleash deliberately this virus. That's why there was actually a scientist that had already created the vaccine for this virus mm-hmm. in February 2020, and that he was, of course, eliminated in May 2020 because they needed this virus to spread around because they want to collect data for mm-hmm. them. The virus is the Trojan horse for collecting data worldwide. And for the artificial intelligence, data is like his food. It's like their food, you know. They, the, the artificial intelligence eats data. And so yeah. Chinese have found a way of fooling the rest of the world of anticipating they were supposed to become the number one economy by 2033, they will become the number one economy by 2028, and maybe even earlier. If uh, Yeah, that's what uh, Dr. Na- Dr. Naomi Wolf, are you, are you familiar with Dr. Naomi Wolf? She had said, uh, you know, we've already accomplished all of the milestones within the Communist Manifesto. Uh, and a couple of months yeah. ago, we had only, we had one or two left to go, and she's, her, she's saying that the, CCP will be the one world or, you know, with the one world order by 2025. And of course, it's because they're gathering biodata from all over the world. And and, uh, that's what's going to happen. I got to wrap it up here because I'm a little over, Leo, but I would definitely love to have you back on because there's more to talk about. We could do a deeper, deeper dive on the, on the great reset and also yeah. The Catholic Church sure. to talk about the corruption and the, the pedophilia, and which I think is really important. People want to read about these things, they can read it on my books, but also on my website, www.leozagami.com, where you find all my latest articles on all the latest uh, current world events. And I have a quick Thank question Thank you for, for having you. me on. You're welcome. A quick question before you go. One of, uh, one of the audience, or one of our listeners, had mentioned this to me the other day. So did you, have you ever heard of the Lucifer Telescope on Mount Graham in Safford, Arizona, by any chance? Sure, I wrote extensively about it uh, already in 2007, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, actually, we did a documentary with uh, Stephen Quayle and Timothy Alberino in which they were actually capable of entering with a secret camera inside the headquarters and filming some very interesting declar- statements by the people who work there regarding UFOs flying around all day long um, and other things. I mean, uh, that's holy land, that was taken by the Jesuits, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, important for them to have this astronomical laboratory, uh, observatory, sorry, to um, observe the stars and the conjunctions that lead to the prophecies. Yeah, it has to do with, the, there's a fifth dimension there, like a portal, and then something where they had they taken out all of the, 
the the native the uh, Apaches that were there because yes, they knew the power of this area, right? Is that that's something along those lines? Yes. Well, there is uh, definitely is holy ground. There is a very powerful. Uh, um, let's say it's, it, it is definitely a portal to a very powerful entity over there. And at the same, that's why they keep on seeing UFOs all day long, because they fly in and out uh, from this portal. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they, it's, it's, it's also a, a place that for them represents uh, uh, the, the possibility with this uh, Lucifer uh, um, observatory to see the future. Uh, in uh, mm. uh, Omen Free, Omen Free, if you go back to that film that was um, bro- brought out at, in the early 80s, you remember Omen mm-hmm. Free? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was Omen Two and Omen Free. Omen Free starts in this observatory, in which they define the conjunction of the free stars and the birth of the Antichrist and the birth of the Messiah. And it starts from an observatory of that kind. And then from there, they connect with the monastery of Subiaco, which was the place I used to live before I came here in the U.S., which is the birthplace of of, uh, monastic orders uh, in Europe and the world, and the Christian monastic orders. And then from that moment onwards, they fight the Antichrist, which in that case is a, it's a, it's a figure that rises up within the diplomatic world. But uh, the, the actual truth is that we are finding ourselves in front of an epic moment in which there will be an Antichrist. There will be the ultimate Antichrist, because there's been many Antichrists before now. But then you will have also, after all this evil, eventually the Messiah who will turn up to save the day. For those, of course, who survive all this. Because in the, in the meantime, like the Georgia Guidestones uh, t- tell us very clearly, the population of the world will be drastically reduced. And they will do that through any means possible, including the vaccines. Yeah, crazy stuff. Leo, give your website one more time, would you? www.leozagami.com and there you will find also the links to my latest books. Um, I advise people to read the books because my books are like 500 pages kind of books with a lot of uh, important material, documents, uh, and, uh, and it's a way to you know, have a more detailed, erudite kind of view of things, not a, a superficial view of things. Also because these books uh, cost me a lot in uh, human terms. Uh, I had oh, to yeah. sacrifice everything I had. Everything. Uh, actually, everything. They had to tell me, they actually told me, you know, if you want to see your son again, you have to stop the publishing of your, your books. I never did that. So mm-hmm. I never saw my son again. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, well, you know, I would love to have you come back on. We'll, I want to talk more about uh, some things that are here in Arizona so a lot of people can kind of relate that because it's some place we can actually just, like, really go. I will. Uh, get in the car Arizona, drive. On Arizona, on Arizona, we have also some other things that we could discuss because Sarah Ferguson and Tim Robbins uh, were involved a couple of years ago in the opening of a new center that is uh, something uh, that we can associate uh, with the film Transcendence meaning they want to upload their brains into a system that will take the energy from the sun for a thousand years. And so they can bring all the rich people and the elite to upload their brains in there. And it's a reality. You can go and check. 
It was and that's where here. Caput- where what? Where is that here? Well, just put Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson from the royal family. You remember Sarah Ferguson, of course. Oh, Sarah Ferguson. Um, okay. It's that Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't picking up what you're putting down. Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson is connected to something here in Arizona to get the, the smart people, rich people's brains uploaded to a system. Is that right? Did I get that right? Okay. If, 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 you, want to, if you want to know more about it, you can uh, go... Uh, on um, on my site liosagami.com and I actually wrote an article about it a couple of years ago so I think that uh, it will break it down for you and make you understand a little bit more what I'm talking about because it's a very complex matter but uh, what is happening is uh, that uh, um, they are trying their best to become immortal in a way no? Right. I know that's, and, their, that's uh, transhumanism and, of course, they want to be able yes. to live forever. So that's, that's part of their now, plan and they're working on it. But what, why, what, what, give me an approximate title or something so I know how to search for this article because I want to pull it up and then we're going to talk about everything that is sure, bizarre sure, stuff that's sure. happening in Arizona. Give me that real quick and then I got to go. <laughs> sure. For those people who want to, who want to find it, uh, uh, I should find the title. I'm trying to see if I can... Uh, if I can find it in some way, because uh, it was uh, a couple of years ago, so I have it uh, in my archives, but I don't uh, know well, exactly where. I'm just... Shoot me, send, email me the link, and I'll share it with the audience, and I'll and I'll post it. Well, I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I should post it on the website, but oh, uh, share me yes, this link, yes, and I will yes, share yes. it during the next show on Monday, and we will uh, we'll yes. get you on again, and we'll we'll really kind of go deep dive into this. That would be awesome. It's, it's, it's very important that uh, people realize what happened there because it kind of was, uh, um, it went a little bit, uh, it, it wasn't really, how you say, denounced enough by the media. It was well, taken it a little is. bit. Uh, and it's never going to be, Leo. We know that. So that's our job. So we will, we will do that and we'll, you and I will get back together. We'll do another episode and we'll focus on at least those two topics for the show. I promise we'll make the whole show of that. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you send me that link and then I'll, I'll reach oh, out to you and we'll get you rescheduled and then we'll talk all Arizona. We'll, we'll talk. Well, I'll okay. come up with some cool names. All well, right. Thanks, that Leo. was very interesting because I actually went to Kingman that summer and presented my book, volume 6.66 in Kingman. <laughs> so I actually went on the route 66 to present volume 6.66. Yeah. Oh, well, there you... <laughs> that sounds very satanic and evil. Awesome. Well, it, it right. is in a way. It is in a way, but you know, oh, you, you have to understand that uh, these topics are, of course, uh, um, they are very... Uh, when in Mojave County, Arizona, just south of Kingman, you have uh, Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, and the self-help guru Tony Robbins uh, meeting up uh, together... Uh, of course, uh, there must be something uh, that is not right. Uh, if you okay, remember you just, in that uh, period... Uh, 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 that's a teaser. That's a teaser because I know what uh, direction you're going with the Tony Robbins thing, and I want to hold that for the next show because I, I'm telling I, I, you, I'm on that page already. I'm on that page. So you're going to hold that, and we're okay, going to put this whole Arizona-only show together. I have the right. title of the article for you. It's British Royals Planting Their Cyber Seed in Mojave County. The article was dated 27 of August 2019. Thank you for having me on.
Oh, you're the best. All right. Thanks, Leo. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll coordinate. Oh, my. We're going to do an Arizona special. Thank you, Leo. Have a great weekend. Whoa, I knew we were going to get to that Arizona point. I just didn't expect it to get to the end there, everybody. So I think that was an incredible teaser on what we're going to put together. But we are over. It's 158. And thank God, Patty is patiently waiting. So I'm going to bring on my next guest. This, this is yet another, I wouldn't call it heavy. I would call it reality. This is a reality segment. But it's also the good thing about it is there are, as I mentioned, strategic solutions. It's going to require all of us to come together and all of us to do something. We're going to actually physically have to get up. We're going to have to sacrifice a little bit of time, but it's going to be well worth it. So my next guest is Patty Castillo-Porter. She's a true freedom fighter, and her Arizona grassroots group is stopping the taxpayer-funded illegal alien human trafficking at the Phoenix Hotels. There's three of them here. There's one in Bisbee. Uh, and I'm sure there's many more all over the country considering the management company. Endeavors, Endeavors received a $625 million contract to house and transport illegal aliens all over the country. Four centers here. I'm sure you got one near you. You just don't know it yet. Audience, big round of applause for my patient friend, Patty Castillo-Porter. Patience of the saint, my friend. Thank you so much. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I, 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 uh, the juicy Arizona part, he, he snuck it out there late on me, and then uh, I had no idea there was so much. So I was like, I'm trying to jot it down. Then I'm like, no, no, we'll just do another show. We'll do another show. And then he throws another one. I'm like, oh, my God, there's more. Oh He's got God, good this... stuff, though. That's good oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, we're going to, we're going to, I'll have him back on next month and we'll do a deep dive. So then we'll have an update from you and then we'll yep. go in and find out even more how corrupt and uh, evil this state of Arizona is. So speaking of that, I will let you start where you feel you need to start because you and I share it on the phone. You were the topic, obviously, of our precinct committee man meeting, legislative district 23 last night. Uh, Hotels were the issue. That didn't go over well. There was a lot of rowdy folks not happy with the response of our city council member, Kathy Littlefield. Um, Yeah. She actually show up? She did. And in the beginning, um, she started to talk about the hotel, and then the crowd got uh, vocal, which is, I was in the back yelling, liar, (laughs) not true. And she was saying, uh, you know, they can't do anything because it's federal. They just found out like two days before you know, they, got, they got a notice from ICE. I don't believe any of that. And they said, well, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Eh, sorry. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, our attorney said we couldn't do anything. I said, eh, wrong. Get a new, some new attorneys. And then um, she kind of walked off and they, you know, the guy goes, okay, okay, order. Wah, 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 because he, he has no, he has no um, oh, patience for, I mean, nothing was out of the control. Nothing was rowdy. People were just trying to, uh, you know, raise a hand or say something because, of course, what she was saying was her approach was bad, too, so it didn't help. And then the good thing is, and, of course, that angered everybody that she decided just to stop talking, and then they wanted to keep going with the meeting. Everybody wanted to talk about the hotspot issue of the hotel in Scottsdale, Scottsdale Road, and Mountain View. And then um, the good thing is she came back at the end and talked, and then I learned even more information, and was angry until this morning at like 11. So, yeah. So. <laughs> it's infuriating. <laughs> like, really? It? It, and it's, it's 
it's frustrating. You you put these people into office and you expect them, <clears throat> excuse me, to know the law or find a remedy that's lawful, yet you're finding grassroots individuals are doing it for them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is that is spot on um, because they didn't have any. They didn't have any. And then we were asking her questions about some other stuff. And um, I'm not going to, I won't rehash it. I'll save it for another segment because it has to do with uh, opening the meetings because, you know, they're all virtual. So I'll, sh- I'll share that another point. Um, but that's exactly right. They don't have solutions and they don't want to find the solutions because they're not that difficult because, um, all right, let's do this. Patty, are you an attorney? No, I'm not are an you? attorney. Okay. You're not an attorney. Are you a paralegal of any sort, Patty? Nope. Nope. But I know how to read and I have a fairly high reading there. comprehension. There we go. And then did you, um, <laughs> did you have to go into any deep law books or did you consult with any attorneys or did you, did you have to look up like all kinds of uh, case studies and laws for immigration law? Did you, did you do that before you started uh, what you're working on now? Did you do any of that? Oh, not super no. deep dive. I'll tell you one book yeah. that's really good. It's called the U.S. Constitution. There we go. That's what I was there getting to. And the U.S. Bill of Rights. That's, I don't know if you've ever heard of those two. There's also this thing called the Arizona Constitution and the Arizona Bill of Rights. So the answers are right there. The answers are there in documents that are hundreds of years old that gave the actual fundamentals and foundation for the rules of, and, and the structure of this country. So you found the information right there. You didn't have to go yeah. hire people well, and so, do all that. Okay. I just want people no, to no, hear no. that. I want them to hear can, it. Can we – yeah, let's go back to um, – you know, we were experiencing here in Ahwatukee what you all are experiencing up in, in um, the people up in Scottsdale nine weeks ago. We have been protesting weekly trying to alert people to the fact that we have illegal aliens being housed, taken care of, provided for in the hotel right there on 50th Street in Chandler, I-10 and Chandler in Ahwatukee. Been there for nine weeks. And we have reached out to local officials, city council, our um, congressmen, local representatives, federal representatives, everybody is saying exactly what the legislator, your, your LG said last night, which is it's a federal thing. It's a federal thing. So at first, you know, you're like, well, okay, that doesn't make sense. However, the, the longer we're out there holding up signs and the hotter it's getting in Phoenix, you know, we're motivated mm-hmm. to get this thing fixed. But anyhow, so we – we decided to dig into the law, and we came upon a gentleman who was teaching the constitutional law out of just the Constitution. It's pretty simple to read. And um, we have formed a group that is adamant to hold our elected officials accountable for violating their oath and not upholding the Constitution of the United States and the state of Arizona. We have all rights given to us. We are, we the people hold the power, and we have hired elected individuals to hold the Constitution and the U.S. Bill of Rights, the Arizona Bill of Rights, at, and at a level where it protects us and it is um, there for us to use. So, and every now and then we need to remind them, and I think that's what's happening, Michelle. It's mm-hmm. so unbelievable to me how – let me give you an example. I called city council, our city councilman, Sal DeCicio, and I like to call these people out. I don't play around because yes, I'm not here for political games. This is a real deal thing. Okay, I'm, we all have other jobs, and we're all trying to do their job because they're not doing it. So if, you're, if you are practicing malfeasance and not doing what you're supposed to be doing 
and what we hired you to do, I will be calling you out. I called out a senator just on Tuesday night because I, we, are, we the people are sick and tired of all of this crap. This is why we are in the mess that we're in because we have people that aren't willing to do the work, dig deep, and find solutions. They're interested in preserving their political career. Those days are over. Those types of people got us into the mess that we're in right now in our political party. With the mess we're seeing with Biden's broken laws and the immigration crisis and Gallegos and all of her crooked ways, that's all coming to an end because the people of Arizona and the people of America are rising up and we're learning our rights and we're getting even more fired up because we're learning that it has been here the entire time and people that Mm -hmm. we elected to protect us and to serve our interests haven't been doing their job and it's right in front of them. Sheriff Lamb was just on you know, different podcasts talking about how it's really not up to him. It's a federal issue and, you know, there's nothing we can do. I'm calling BS on that right now. Really? I'm calling BS because the Constitution gives the sheriffs of their counties supreme authority. Sheriffs Mm -hmm. have authority given to them by the U.S. Constitution and the Arizona Constitution, supreme authority over their counties. And there is one county in Arizona when the DOJ tried to shut down the audit that the, the county sheriff said, DOJ better not step a foot in my county or they will go to jail. That's an example of using power that's appropriate because you can't come into a county and start being martial law. And that's exactly what is happening with these illegals coming in. The federal government has overreached and overstepped local authority, and our elected officials have just laid down, and that is pathetic, all of them. Juicy's not standing up, Gallegos isn't standing up, Ortega's not standing up, our council people are just passing the buck. So Mm -hmm. what we've done is we've created a group of people that are getting very well-versed in the Constitution, and this is going rampant. It's going viral because we are done and sick and tired of it. Um, Excuse me. So back to my example. I apologize. I kind of get excited on this stuff. No, but I called our councilman, Sal DeCicio, and I asked about the illegal aliens at the hotel well, there's nothing we can do. It's a federal thing. Of course, we blow their phones up. Call them again when I learned of this one little thing. I, I learned the Constitution. The Constitution mm-hmm. was, you know, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm talking about now. Call them again. I explained, you know, what was going on, and they know who we are. I said, well, yeah, um, that's a federal thing. And I said, actually, it isn't. And I corrected him on what the Constitution states, that the states <laughs> are sovereign. And he said, well, that's not what our attorney said. I said, then your attorney needs to go back to law school. Because that is what the United States Constitution said, and it's right here in black and white. That is what we're up against. We're up against attorneys that have not taken constitutional law, maybe more than one class. I took one law class in college, and it was a contract law class. That's all I've got. But as an accountant, I do work with contracts, so I do have an aptitude that goes in that direction. And I work with you know, law, IRS law, et cetera. However, you don't need to be Einstein mm-hmm. to read the Constitution. So. That is one example of our legislature, or one a councilman specifically, who is relying on his attorney for direction, and the attorney is misguided because he's not referring to the U.S. Constitution and the Arizona Bill of Rights. It's right there. We have Arizona Constitution, Article 2, Section 2. We, the people, have the power, and we have the power over the governed. 
we are hiring them to take care of business for us. And every now and then we need to remind them that that's what they're doing. And maybe remind them of the Constitution. We can go on to Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, Section 4, and it talks about the states having a Republican form of government. What that means is the states are sovereign. We govern ourselves. And let's not forget SB 1070, which has been on the books for 11 years. That was pushed through by Mr. Russell Pierce, former president of the Senate, in 2010, I believe. And this this was very controversial. If you've been in Arizona a long I time, remember. I remember yeah. some of this going on. But it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and it was upheld. It was upheld, and it is ARS 11-1051 section, I believe, A, 2A and 2B, talks about law enforcement has the authority to enforce immigration laws. That means our police officers that are guarding those hotels instead of arresting those illegals are not following the Constitution, and they're not following the Arizona statute I just cited. Now, that is a trick, a slippery slope. One thing we need to talk mm-hmm. about is people need to understand that we are coming to a point in our what we can still say America, and to keep it America, we do, just like y'all were saying in your previous segment, we need to rise up and it needs to be um, we the people taking over. We're going to have to get uncomfortable. We're going to have to work a little harder, and we're going to have to push people to the limit and hold people accountable. Where are your alliances? Where are your values? Do you care more about your freedom as you see it today or the freedom you want to preserve for your future generations that we all enjoyed in our youth because that's going away and we can't back down. So those police officers, they need to be held accountable and they need to start asking themselves, what do I want to do? Phoenix, the city of Phoenix is losing. I believe they've lost over 300 police officers. Those are probably the good ones because they mm-hmm. don't want to deal with Gallego's crooked policies and pushing all of this um, unethical practices with BLM and Antifa and all that. So God bless those. And I hope they get a really good alternative job. Or we, we, But that's more incentive to restore our republic to the way it used to be so we can have good men and women back in, in the in law enforcement because they are leaving because of all that they have to deal with. And now what's, what, what's going to be left for us? And let's just tag team over with the immigration and the cartel. The cartel knows exactly what's going on. And that whole agenda is pushing the defund the police. And they're coming up here, and they're going to start surging our borders, just like we have the illegals here. A lot of these people, if you've looked at the videos, they're young people. Why are they only bringing over the youth, early 20s, late teens? Well, we know why the girls are here. Why are the boys here? Could it be some militia? Could it be that mm-hmm. they're going to be, you know, hooking up with MS-13? They're not here to be the next civil engineers and doctors and lawyers. Some might be, but I highly, I'm very suspect, um, suspicious of that because of what's happening down at the border and what the Democratic Party wants to do in our government with defunding the police and just have a surge of illegal immigration because who are they going to be um, beholden to? to the hand that feeds them, if they even make it. Because we need to talk about the child trafficking and the human, tra- you know, the human smuggling and all of that too, Michelle. Pipe in yeah, any time. I can just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I kind of just 
put it in a little bit of segments for people because maybe they're not clear on how this is all connected or they're not clear on really what's going on. But as far as the border, right, we've uh, really Mm -hmm. surprised to hear that about Sheriff Lamb that uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, But as far as the border, you know, we've done a lot of shows on this. We've had a lot of information and, and, and each time somebody's contributing, the numbers get worse. The situation gets scary. You mentioned the cartels. The last I had looked, they were making $15 million a day to bring people over. They're charging higher prices depending on what country they are. So this is a huge money-making operation on their part, right? And it gives them, as you mentioned, the bodies that come in here. So those bodies are used for multiple things. Um, Just, you know, coming to find a new life is not really one of them. That's not on the list. Okay, so I want people to take that out. So when you... You see, you know, those couple, those couple little segments that they love to put out there on social media or the news where it's a mom and a little kid. That's, that's, that's not what this is all about because a lot of them aren't that. That's just the Photoshop. That's the, you know, the, the, the moment for the camera because they need the, they need the narrative and the propaganda. There's much more evil that's attached to this. You mentioned the, uh, MS-13 gangs, that's totally true. They're bringing them in. A lot of them are already in gangs, and then they're just bringing them over, and then they get dispersed to, you know, their, their new job post. Um, mm-hmm. As far as numbers, I want to put numbers into perspective here for people. Um, Sheriff Mark Daniels, he's down there in Cochise. He's coming on the show because we're trying to get all these guys on to really find out what's going on, who's going to actually tell the truth, who's going to be on our side. And he estimates mm-hmm. about $5 million. Illegal aliens will be here by the end of the year. You hear two million on the news, but then you've also heard that there's what ten to twelve million here already. I've heard that. I've heard that for twenty years. I've heard that for twenty years. So I know that that number's wrong, right? So we can't listen to anything they're saying. So he says five million. He's on the border, and he knows what's going on. He's got some different technology that he uses. So if he says five million, I'm going with five. So five million coming here, right? Um. And it's a lot of other scarier stories down there. So let's bring it up mm-hmm. to where we are here. We've got Awatuki, got a hotel there. That's where you are. Mm-hmm. You've been there for nine weeks since you guys sent out about it. There's one over at 32nd mm-hmm. and Van Buren, which is over there in Phoenix. There's one down in Bisbee that also has a subsidiary that deals with foster children. I mean, uh, that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show dealing with foster children, right? Because the, and, and oh my uh, gosh. Oh yeah, no, no, that's, that's, they, so there, there are two. They've got two operations in there. They're, not only are they bringing the illegals in and shipping them off after 72 hours to different parts of the country, their job is to relocate the kids into a quote-unquote foster system, but they don't do any follow-up once the kids get to this mysterious foster system. And the company who is part of the, who's the management company for the foster portion, they were actually kicked out of Pennsylvania for all kinds of abuse to the children that they were providing the services to. And they also get more money once the child is placed into whatever system this is. This is called the inventory, right? Because when you have a product, when you have a oh, company wow. and you're selling a product, you need inventory, right? Because if you keep selling it, mm-hmm. you need to have new inventory. You can either make it or take it and then you resell it. So that's mm-hmm. what this is. This is the human trafficking sex slave train Yes, still be you know part of the intention for people who are new to the platform. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time. It's just now this has really come to a reality head when it's obviously in your backyard and it's at this volume. You've got um, yeah, you've got all these you know this, you've got this 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 flow now that's in the system, um, and it 
uh, we don't know how many more hotels. We just, these are ones we found out and we find out on accident um, or by mm-hmm. accident rather, because that's how you found out about yours. You found out yours right. kind of just like somebody stumbled on it. You know, like what's going on here? So they don't well, make an announcement. The thing we're hearing and think, think about your stats we just talked about. It's true. They're, they're projecting there's going to be about 5 million of illegal aliens in our country by the end of the year. And there aren't that many hotels. So they're going to start drop housing. There was a, a house in Chandler, Arizona recently that um, there was some intel given to people in our group. There were 150 illegal aliens in that house. How many? That's a lot of people in one house. 150 in one house. So they are starting the drop house, what I call drop house method, where they're just starting to drop them off in homes. Because they're running out of hotels. Here's the thing. The same thing. That's all part of. It could be a home next door to you. Well, 150 people just don't show up in in like five minutes and nobody not doesn't know that that's happening okay that that's a big deal like that's like a party mm-hmm. a huge part like a like a big wedding all of a sudden everybody just mm-hmm. comes in and then they're into a house and you can't tell me that that wasn't planned by people other than cartels that wasn't planned by people that were in positions of either quote i call them leadership positions because they're not leaders or right, law enforcement right. It had to be. There's no way you can do that. There's no way because they have to no, come from somewhere. It's definitely an inside job. There's a, yes. This whole thing, Michelle, is about money, which is a sick thing. It's about money. You know, politicians are in on it. Everybody's got a handout in it. And you're right. I mean, this is a big orchestrated event. How do you move that kind of people in here? How do you rent all the vans? How do you get the transportation done? It's a network of individuals mm-hmm. that have an end agenda for you know, the, you know, communism, socialism, the Great Reset, all of that. It's everything. It's everything you've heard about. Um, and it's, it's looking like it's really a few people, like a cabal, that's orchestrating the entire thing. Because this has been in the works for years. They have done a very good job. Think about our mayor race here. I was reading about our mayor race here in Phoenix, how Gallegos got in. She got in on an, an odd-year election. She's been positioned there from a legislative role, more of a governmental role, then went into a legislative role, and then Staten resigned to, to go to Congress, and she moved herself in. She got in on an off-year election year, and now she's had her eyes set on the governorship. Oh, God. She's yeah, that's not going to happen. What's worse? That's really bad. That is really well, bad. So, yeah, how, how is that going to work when both people basically got their money from the same source, Soros? Because uh, the, so he was the one behind the whole state of the uh, Secretary of State project that started in 2006. So we can get everybody strategically placed for this yep. part of, you know, the tar- part of chapter of the world that we're in now. So it's like two, two people mm-hmm. on the same side fighting it out. So it should be interesting to see which one he likes. It will be very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it in writing, but I just learned about it today that she's very serious about throwing her hat in the ring for governorship. So that'll be interesting. But I'll tell you what, guys, we need to pray that does not happen. We need to keep fighting for our rights, learn the Constitution, keep pushing our elected officials to wake up and start acting like they care about this country because it's going down the tubes and it's it's starting this way. I mean, they're, they're trying to bankrupt us. 
the inflation is out of control. GDP mm-hmm. is less than our exports. I mean, come on. This is unsustainable. Oh, this it totally is unsustainable, is. and that's totally. part of the plan. That's yeah. part of You're the gonna, plan. But, well, you, you'll st- you know, see things happening this month. Stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's no, I was just going to say, I, I mean, I'm sorry, we can just talk, I guess, go off. Everything is so intertwined, though. You know, it really mm-hmm. is a network, part of one of the components that's bringing us down. You've got the vax, you've got COVID. COVID has been such, such a tool they have used to cheat in the election, you know, to bring people to hold. And here's the other thing. City Council, Phoenix City Council has not had an in-person meeting at all. I wonder why. Same here. I asked her about yeah. it last night. And that's why I said I, I didn't. I didn't want to focus too much on it. But I said you guys have been out for 15 min, 15 months. When are you going to go back in? Are you afraid of the camera? You don't want people in, in the uh, in the building. And yeah, like I. I well, it's the same reason why they it, it still have guards well. around in the Capitol in D.C. Right. Yeah, it didn't end well for Kathy's conversation. I, I kept pushing her and pushing her and pushing her and. Um, uh, like I said, I well, you know, you want, hey, at least she shows up. Our council people don't even show. Well, we're all Democrat over here except for one, Del DeCicio. Um, but oh. he won't even answer our calls. He doesn't show up for anything. I mean, it's well, you just, know, I'm, it's, it's been a godsend that Scott still got the drop house, because that's what I call him, uh, the, t- the newest detention center because it's really shed some light on this epidemic because it's growing and it is coming to a town near you. It really is something that is, as we've already seen, there was a drop in Memphis in the middle of the night, private jet was hired to take all these young people because they were young. They were in their, you know, early twenties, late teens from the pictures I saw, Um, you know, only a couple, most of them cannot read their native language. So their value, if you will, is limited. And that's where the heartbreak you know, the comes in, humanitarian system. comes in. Yeah, they're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, if you, want, if you want to come here, we need a merit. So you've got to bring something to the table. You just can't show up here because you want to or because somebody is just kind of shuttling you here. That doesn't work. We don't, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the money. And we don't have the ability for the pressure that it's going to be on all of the different subsidiaries of our own system that have to pay for this because right. we'll be coming and we'll be paying for everything. We just can't handle it. So it doesn't matter if, if, uh, you know, you, you, you know, it's not because we don't have a heart. No, it, it, it is. There's a priority there for American citizens first. So when, when we're housing, we're housing all of these illegals in that, well, it's not really housing. All we're doing is, is we're, we are running them through a turnstile and then shipping them off so that they can be all over the country in a 72-hour period, and there's a, like almost 1,100 rooms at this hotel that's in. Uh, that that sounded so high, but I swear to God, that's what he said. The other, that's what they said during the the meeting. It's going to be up to 1,200. Aren't they calling in more beds? I I read. I don't know, but they they said it in the meeting last night. So I'm I'm going to look it up because that sounded too high. But but my but the the big well part of the big problem is the drop houses are one thing because that's like a house, right? Because like you said, there's 150 in there, Mm -hmm. but you can only put so much. And but these hotels Mm -hmm. are actually they've created a a flow, a a network, a system that is actually above, Mm -hmm. it's not a board, but it's above vision where they're telling you. So we've got these four centers where they're going to just be running these people through, but it's backed by a contract that I mentioned earlier through this uh, Mm -hmm. 
quote unquote nonprofit organization Endeavors. out of San Antonio, San Antonio Endeavors, which it's a $625 million contract. Now, here's the interesting thing. So, of course, I looked at their website. I pulled up their annual report. Annual report has no numbers on it when it comes to dollars, right? Usually, so usually when mm-hmm. you, you look at that, you're like, okay. You know, they, they make it for show. And I said, no, 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 I'm just going to pull up the financials. So it's easy. You just go to the IRS website. You plug in a couple, couple words, and boom, you can pull it up. So the most recent one filed is 2019, which is fine because the 2020s aren't posted yet. Right. And just to give everybody an idea to put things in perspective, because it's important to put things in perspective, they have two organizations. So you know, one does one thing with their many and services, one does the other, but it's still the same, it's the same organization. And in 2019, their, let's just use it so you can understand gross income, right? It's how much money came in, mm-hmm. how much money came mm-hmm. in was about $65 million. So, they went from being about a $65 million operation to a $625 million operation. Now, anyone who has a small business or anyone that has dealt with getting contracts for their companies before, uh, I would like an example of somebody who normally does business with about the company is about a 60 million. And then all of a sudden they have a contract that's a 620, $625 million type of contract uh, are you going to call the people that are in that 60 million range or 100 million range? Or are you going to take it to the next level where you're now you're well over a half a million, you're at 625 million? You, you don't stick with the same type of company because it's not in their wheelhouse, obviously. But mm-hmm. this apparently right. doesn't matter. So when that's, you know, you always follow the money, right? That's what we've learned many, many years, especially when it comes to politics <laughs> and nonprofits and NGOs and mm-hmm. layers. You always kind of peel back and say, who's who, who's salary, what's connected, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot more, but I'll just, that's just wanted to share that low hanging fruit for people. So, you, you know, you, that's, something smells funny. Okay. Something smells funny right, right there, even right. if it had nothing to do with immigration, something else smells funny. Right. So. Well, the fact that they were able to um, be rewarded that contract in record time is impressive too. You know, typically government contracts it takes a while. You and there's a law you have to have you have to go out for three bids. Oh, uh, there was no bids. Federal contract. no bids, no bids. Yeah, it was a no bid contract. And, and I know there's another there's a group in Scottsdale that has filed um, notice, I believe, with the city council and endeavors inquiring about the funding for that facility and looking at the financials. So I think that's a very wise angle. Um, what I'm going to do, um, is this a good time to plug my notices? Well, yeah, because I want you to provide, because right now everybody's fired up. Everybody's frustrated. You're getting right. feedback, which you shared mm-hmm. from your experience just uh, over the nine weeks plus recently. And then I shared the same uh, pushback that I got from uh, last night. So you're thinking, well, what, what it is that it can do, you and some of the people right. that you're working with, pulled out the constitution, pulled out the bill of rights, and they started looking at it and went, okay, here's, here's our, here's our solution. So now tell us the solution and the plan. Okay. So here's the remedy. So we are going to be issuing notices of affidavit to all of the mayors, city councilmen and women, sheriffs in every county, city police chiefs, all the Arizona legislators, your state legislators, Senate, Congress, federal legislators, and the state attorney general. And we're going to be citing where and how they have violated the U.S. Constitution, the Arizona Bill of Rights, 
by not holding the Constitution and preserving and protecting our borders. They have an obligation and a duty to protect us as citizens from invasion, and I really feel that's what's happening. We are being invaded. Secondly, they have a duty, especially the sheriffs and the city police chiefs and their offices, to uphold the law and uphold the law on the books. And we have laws on the books that talks about they can enforce the illegal immigration laws of the federal government, which means if you are not a legal citizen, you shall be sent back and put in jail, put in jail and then sent back. So they're not doing that. So we're going to be rolling this out very, very soon. We're creating a website. It's currently under construction, and we are going to be posting the notices on our website. We're going to get on every social media platform we can think of and with all of our partners out there who have channels and YouTube channel. We have YouTubers. We've got platforms like yourselves that are independent. Um, and we're going to be putting these notices out there. And the end game is going to be to present it to America on Bannon, on the war room with, with um, Bannon. What's his first name? I forget. Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. So that he and Raheem Kashim. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I like him. Yeah. Um, because he has the platform that a lot of conservatives listen to as well nationwide. And because these practices are being rolled out by the Biden administration across the country, every city and town in America will need these to motivate their legislators to move on the Constitution and start enforcing the law. Honestly, it's like if they don't, I don't understand. And I don't understand why they're not responding to our calls where they're not responding oh, to do. the fact that we have brought up to their attention, we have the Constitution, why aren't you using it? I've sent out care. letters stating the Constitution. Don't I don't, right, I don't they understand. They don't care. They, really they don't care. Don't. They really don't. They don't care about so, you. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They care about their position, and they care about moving up the food chain, and they care about making sure that they have the media appearances, and they care about being involved in that political world, political pundit world, uh, so that they can move up and they're concerned about their careers. They have no use for doing what is right. They have no use for uh, doing anything that actually makes sense or follows the law for the American, for the American people, the citizens of, of Arizona or any state, because their actions do not reflect that. My conversation last night with Kathy did not reflect that when I just even had a conversation about uh, when are you going to, and why are you not in person for your meetings? So, um, and the fact that you, you, I'm having to lay out uh, solutions and, and answers and a to-do list for her is mind-blowing to me because there's, these people are in leadership positions, right? You're working and doing other mm-hmm. things. I'm working and doing other things. Most of the people that actually go to these protests or are sending out social media or making phone calls or, or signing petitions or going to meetings or, are, or writing emails or making phone calls, they're all busy working. And then some have kids and they're doing all these other things and they're doing this. So this other person's focus mm-hmm. really is to do the job of what we're, do, what we're doing because they're not doing it because they don't care. They literally, uh, they, they don't, it's not in their interest. It's not on their to-do list because it has nothing to do with what's right. It has nothing to do with what should be done. It's just, however, they're pushing what it is, their own agenda. And I, I try to make that clear for everybody who listens because I, I want you to almost get that reality check where you we always have to come up with these ways in order to to get i don't want to say get our point across but to motivate to come up with 
Well, you, you have to speak their you have to speak their language in a, in a certain way, and you have to find out what your tools are, like you did. You guys have come up with mm-hmm. with the notices, so you're using real tools in law, and then it it requires manpower. So people actually have to put mm-hmm. down the phone and go do something physically, go do something, whether mm-hmm. it's printing it out, getting it notarized, or go to a, a protest or a meeting. You have to physically get involved and engaged because that is what they will respond to. And then the only good thing about this timing is that uh, they also started either redoing their reelection campaigns, announcing for another office, like, you know, the attorney general, he, I don't, I can't, he should be doing something oh. he very easily can. He just announced that he's running for, for the Senate. So you've got all of these people now mm-hmm. announcing, okay. They only mm-hmm. care about getting mm-hmm. reelected. So they're going to, they need to do some things in order to get reelected. But if they don't know that most of the people in the state or the, or these cities are outraged, then they're going to think everything is normal and they're going to be asking you for a donation for their campaign. So it really takes at this point a combination of what you have, the tool, and the people need the real engagement. And that's what needs to be done because at least we have the law and the tools in our, in our, Mm -hmm. uh, in our favor. And of course it's, you know, it's, it's a country that is, is the consent of the governed, and there's a lot more of us than a lot more yes. of them. And our vote does count. Our yes. vote does count. It's just we don't show it to them. And now we have no choice. We've That's been it. complacent. You know, I mean, yeah, oh, totally. self-included. Totally. We've been busy working, raising families, thinking that we people we hired to represent us are doing their job and keeping us safe and everything. If they say it's blue, then it has to be blue. If they say it's a federal thing, then it must be a federal thing. But it wasn't until we started digging. And it honestly was infuriating. I was so angry to learn that we have had the law on our side and the remedy this entire time. And as you mentioned, they're just more interested in self-gratification and preservation Mm -hmm. than the good for the people. Yeah, you have a handful. It's like unbelievable. You have a handful that might actually want to do something, but if they're the only one, but then they need to step it up a little bit of a notch and and, and be that that fighter that's out there, be that person with the courage right. and the conviction to to be a leader. That's a leader, okay? So we need to find which right. ones are the leaders and shake shake the tree, see which ones fall out, and all of a sudden this guy's standing, everybody else laying on the ground. Oh, good, we found our one leader. Yay. But the rest of them, leadership positions, <laughs> it's time for them to exactly. go. And it's, if that's, but mm-hmm. that's your vulnerable ones, too. That's your low-hanging fruit. Think of it from a strategy standpoint. So if they're weak, mm-hmm. right, that means they're going to be, they're the, they might be the first ones to cave in when it gets a little hot under the collar because somebody comes back and pushes law. Exactly. Pushes and that's just it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like a bully. You know, I right? have a to- big bully. They back down. I, oh my God! I have people come up to me at these part, you know protests. They want me to, you know, basically come work on their campaign or advocate for them okay. or whatever. And it's like this is what I tell them: like, until I see you with boots on the ground, I'm not going to help you, because we the people are sick and tired of these politicians that just want to sit behind a desk while we do all the work. Yeah, there's we a want problem. Leaders are going to stand shoulder to shoulder with us and fight the enemy. Because this is a battle against good and evil. And the mm-hmm. enemy is the Antichrist. It is everything anti-Christ, everything anti-Christ and anti-Christian, anti-God. That's where all this human trafficking, the sex trafficking, because I like to call it what it is. I've been at this nine weeks, Michelle. So I've been through the whole gamut of 
you know, the political party and the establishment people saying, now don't use the word illegal. That could offend somebody. We want to draw people to the party, not from the party. And don't offend <laughs> anybody. And remember, we want everybody here. We were all immigrants. Whatever. I don't care if I offend you. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. We need to call it what it is and become desensitized by these political terms and these PC words to keep everybody happy and not be offended. Well, we're done with that. You know, this is sex trafficking. These are children being sold into sex slavery. And Mm -hmm. that falls, and I've told them this, that falls on the politicians and law enforcement that refuses to do their job and they look the other way. That is unforgivable. They didn't look at themselves in the face, in the mirror, and ask, what is more important, my career, my paycheck, or human decency and humanity? And God will bless them for doing the right thing. Because at the end of the day, God loves those little children. Those little children are being abused, victimized over. These kids are being recycled. They're coming over. Even the president of Guatemala said when Biden announced that the borders would be open, come on down, and they stole the election, and he was now pretending to be president like he thinks he is, he said the cartel was quickly in the villages, and they were taking kids, young people. These kids, because I've wondered myself as a mother. How could anyone, like, you just give somebody your child? I don't care who doesn't you are happen. or how doesn't poor happen. you are. Yeah. It doesn't happen. These kids are being happen. kidnapped yeah. for a purpose. The coyotes are going down there, and they're taking these children, these young people, for their purpose, whether it be a militia, be it in the cartels, traffic, drugs, be a, a mule. Check out the backpacks that they have on there. I mean, I heard one episode Brand that new. you had on your show, which I've always said, their tennis shoes look cleaner than mine after I go hiking South Mountain. Whitest t-shirts I've ever seen. Their clothes are so pristine. Exactly. And look at the backpacks. Fresh nice makeup. And pristine. I'm so, oh my God, their hair is all dyed up and everything. Oh, I saw one the other day with a, a, like a big pair of earrings on. Earrings, she had jewelry. Yeah. The phone was shiny. The I was like, oh my God. Yeah, they've got iPhones. It's like, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. people. There's but your NGO. I, bl- NGO. I wonder exactly. Is that just part of the lure, part of that shiny object? See, we're going to set you up, and then what happens when they get here? We've heard stories, and I've shared them before, about young people being told, you know, pretend. Just say you have an aunt in San Francisco. The processing agent calls, hey, can you validate Cecilia here? She is your niece. Yeah, sure, she is. Okay, put her on a plane. And then what? Cecilia can't even read her own language. Mm-mm. She's they nine write years the number old, on the 12 arm. years old. What do you think she's good for? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to traffic her. And the oh, yeah. kids younger than that get recycled through. You know, recently it, got, it was brought to my attention, a nine-year-old was found in the brush by the Border Patrol being gang raped by the cartel. Gang raped. Happens her all the time. Cords are damaged because of that. She was screaming so loud and so hard and so long. How tragic! That is yeah, reality, and, and that is happening. That's what those rape trees are that they have, and then they yep. were. Uh, I had an an episode two sixteen. It was uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb and Christy Hutcherson. She's uh, the founder of Women's Fighting for America. Mm-hmm. She was down on the border for three weeks, and they ended up doing a documentary just because mm-hmm. it was all right in front of their faces and her stories that she shared were, uh, you just went, oh my God, but it was real. And it's, that's just a handful of places she went to. So you know it's happening there. But it's not just happening at the border. It's happening further up. 
it's happening all yeah. along the way up until whenever they kind of get dispersed. But it's, it's, it's like I say, it's a, every town's a border oh. town. It's, 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 you just, if you don't have something like this happening near you, you probably just don't know it's there. That's why I know there's more than four right. hotels here. That's why we're trying to figure out where they are. There has to be, because if that system is in place and you have the millions, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars ready to put that into, into motion, and as you've created your, your channel, your network, uh, your flow, then there has to be more of them because why not? No one's pushing back. Somebody says no. It's just like the, just like the plan, and, propaganda, and pl- pl- the political propaganda pandemic. Well, we'll make them wear the mask. We'll make them right. put on. We'll make them shut down their businesses. But if right. nobody pushes so they're, back, they're right for it the was system. all against. It right. was all against the, the constitutional law to do that anyway. But we didn't push back, so they're oh like, gosh, just push it further. That's the other thing Gallegos is doing. She's pushing that emergency order, keeping us under emergency um, order with a mask. There's no emergency. There never was. part of Phoenix. Never was. There wasn't. So that's, that's part of the, like you said, it's a pandemic. This COVID thing has created, it's, it was actually a brilliant plan. you got to give the devil brilliant. credit for that. Because they brilliant. have done so much with that COVID excuse. Everything from, not, from killing our old you know, citizens in nursing homes. And depressing them to a point. We had friends who whose parents were in a nursing facility, and they were still vibrant, you know, singing at the piano and engaging in in community within their their um, nursing home. And her mom died while that was happening, and her dad is now literally just diminished because he had no interaction. She couldn't go see him. He is like completely oh, and there's tens of thousands of those stories if not hundreds yeah. of thousands of stories you know they decimated the small business a couple of months ago the numbers i had were 400,000 small businesses went out of business but yet the big box and the big corporations of course their 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 profits went up in the tens of billions of dollars all by design the churches yeah. were closed the gyms were closed but the the abortion yep. clinics were open. The bars were closed, but yet the uh, mm-hmm. casino was open. You could buy marijuana, mm-hmm. but you could go pray. I mean, it was done strategically by design. I mean, it's part of the Communist Manifesto. There's a couple other playbooks. It's all about Marxism. There's actually a checkbook, a playbook on what you're supposed to do. It's part of a political cult where you control the media. You prevent free assembly, you create chaos, you restrict information. Literally, this is just a textbook, and all they did was follow yeah. it. And it, uh, it, it, it is, uh, it's mind-blowing. And this is stuff that was sleep at the 50, 60, 70 years ago, so it's nothing new. You can Google it. <laughs> you can look it up. I, well, I would try to But you know what? I have, but yeah. I have hope. I have hope because we have the Constitution that was inspired by God. And we are a fan, we are a country founded on Christian principles, and I don't say that lightly. You know, every week I ask the Lord, is this what you want me to be doing? Because I don't want to do anything in vain. I'd rather be doing something else than sitting out burning up in the heat. But God wants me to do this because he wants to shed light to the evil that's happening with the trafficking, the sex slavery. And it's part of getting our republic back. It's part of mm-hmm. us getting back our power, and I can see that working with a lot of the people that have joined our protest groups. At first, people were joining because they felt energized. I've got to do something. I don't care. I mean, we have elderly. We have, you know, middle-aged people. We have young people. We have all kinds. We have international people who've come here legally and went through the immigration process 
and they're more passionate than the rest of us because they've gone through the entire process. They've paid a lot of money. They had to wait several years, and they understand, and they're respectful of our laws and respectful of the process. But it's empowered Americans, and that's what this is about, is getting everyone excited about we're not defeated. We're not defeated. We're, we're figuring it out, and with God's we gotta grace. we got to show up. And his, we got to show up. Yeah, we got to show up. You have to show up. It's it's a it's a non thing. There's no second place, guys. Winner takes all. Seriously, winner takes all. We we got to stay in the fight, and we got to just be diligent in fighting for our rights, continuing the research, and not giving in to big pharma, to the CDC with all their lies. And that right now, we'll just call him flip flop Fauci because he's always flip flopping on everything. Um, <laughs> And, and learn our constitution, really. Yeah, you could you could read it. Uh, that would be helpful, just so you have a little uh, an idea about what uh, what your what your uh, uh, your country was based on. You might appreciate it a little bit more. That's what you shared with me when you I think it was you said you read the Decla- Declaration yeah. of, of Independence, and it just really it got you a little emotional, it but it also me. made you appreciate. Uh, what what this yeah. country was founded on, what we have, and the gift that it is in the fact that you said, "I'm not going to let this go. I'm not going to be one of those no. people that said, oh, I wish I would have, I wish I would have done, I wish I'd have done something.' You're going to step up to the plate and do something, which is great. And that's what maybe that's maybe reading that for people this weekend. It can't take that long because it can't be that long. No, the um, Declaration of Independence is not that long at all. Um, but I'll tell you, it was. I think I think I may have shared with you this. So I, I watch a lot of YouTube channels because I like now reality, citizen journalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was mm-hmm. reading some of the comments and, yeah, you know, I'm done with mainstream. But so someone had put in the comment section, this person's from another country, and said um, to keep, it was regarding the audit, to keep fighting and made reference to that we are the only country with a constitution where you people own your country. You have the power I did not know that. I thought every country had a constitution, and I felt really, I was, I felt embarrassed that I didn't know that one, and then I just felt ashamed that I'm not, mm-hmm. I wasn't protecting it with everything I had, and then it made sense to me why, you know, just, and this was before I read the declaration, why, you know, we, we had the forefathers, you hear all this thing, the forefathers sacrificed a lot. And it all, it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a lot. So, okay, sure, I, I respect that. But read the declaration. And now that I'm on the ground working every day, and it, I'm not comparing to the hardship that they had, I, I kind of see that. It's like, wow, it's so true. You, you give it all for your country because that's all we have left. Um, but I was, I was so moved by that, and I thought that's when I said, we are fools to not fight. Other countries would die like our forefathers you know, did, and a lot of people who have served have died to protect it. We need to do that. We need to value and treasure our rights, power the Constitution gives us, and those inalienable rights given to us by our Creator. I'm not giving that up, and we should, none of us should. I mean, I'm like, Wow. We're special. Mm-hmm. We really are. Mm-hmm. But a lot I mean, of people. We got to act like it. We got to be worthy of that. But a lot of people don't realize it because they've always had everything 
what you would expect to be in the United States. Everything was, everything was right there. You had all this freedom. You had all these rights. The, the economy was good. So you never really mm-hmm. thought about the potential of, hey, you never thought in a million years you'd lose it. You know, well, again, I never thought in a million years uh, I'd get a post censored on Facebook or a strike or where people would be kicked off now. all of these platforms. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's the, I believe that is the, uh, I think it's the uh, first Right. Yeah. Okay, that's yes, the first one, not the and second, not the 15th. Amendment. That's the that's first. very first one. Okay, so that is now selective. One. So, you know, we, we obviously know things have been evolving and changing. But as far as where we are now mm-hmm. with this kind of the last, the last surge, let's call it, the last surge of the evil on the one side versus all the good we, America, we the people, it is time mm-hmm. that when everybody steps up to the plate. Because, you know, on this show, I, I, I want you to, I'm giving you the tools, the resources, the shows, the information, the experts, the, the partners, and all of these other different incredible content to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, make a difference, especially in your community. Okay? So that's what we talk about all the time. But I said, you know, if you don't step up to the plate at this point and to make it so, it's, so people, can, you know, people can relate, we'll call it a political action item. It's, to me, it's not political because politics have infested every avenue of our lives, and we've seen it over the past 15 months. So to me, it's a life take action item, okay? But for people who haven't hit that little transition point yet, that great awakening hasn't happened, let's just call it a political action. So if you don't do one specific political action item each day, even if it's something simple, you're not going to have a business to grow. You're not going to be able to take some time to reflect and just become a better person because you won't have time. Trust me, there'll be many other things. There'll be a much more of a priority, like where am I going to get some food? And then how are you going to go ahead and make a difference in your community if the community is a disaster and it's not safe to go outside? And I know I'm being a little dramatic or I'm just being a little kind of extreme, but it's actually not that far from how close we are to heading in that direction where it's uh, something that you've never expected to see. Uh, a perfect example, over the summer, did anyone ever expect to see cities being burned down and nobody do anything? People getting oh killed word. and nobody did anything? Somebody just, people getting beat up. People are getting beat up right now in the, in the middle of the street, in the middle of the dead, daylight, in the middle of New York City. Okay, so it's happening. It, 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 the violence is happening and it's by design. All this is by design. So uh, you and I can't do anything about policing in, in the cities, but we can do something as simple as what you're trying to do here when you're dealing with these notices and these affidavits. Once you get the website up, people will be able to print out these forms, right? They're going to be simple forms, and then they're going to have to just fill yeah. it out. It's going to be something real simple. It's going to be a very easy to do. Then they have to get them notarized, yep. I'm assuming, because it's an affidavit. Yep. And then... You guys are either going to collect them or you're going to give them a, a location to drop them off or you're going to give them a place for them to send it directly if they want. Uh, and that's we, how yeah. we get the masses, right? So that's basically the plan. We will, have, we will have written procedures on the framework of how this works. So every state will obviously be different every, in terms of the names. Because these are going to go – it's not going to be just like Secretary of State. It will be, you know, Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State. Douglas Ducey, governor. So you need so all of that will be spelled out, and it will be that simple. Um, they will have to just find out who it is on their in their state that you know, who's the sheriff. You got to find that. Out. And it's not it's and, and easy. And we'll put instructions That's on easy. how to get there and stuff like That's that. That's easy. But yeah, I mean it's super easy. 
Um, but, but the work will be done. The language, the Constitution and all that fun stuff, that will all be done. It, the way the notices work is we'll give them a notice and say you'll have, you have seven days to reply, and there will be an email. Um, and I would – we're just doing emails because, you know, you have to be careful with security in terms of putting your physical address and the hands that these notices may go into. But so it doesn't have um, to be notarized. Reply – not the notices. The affidavits do, okay. but not the notice. So the notice is saying, look, I'm giving you a notice. I'm bringing to it to your attention what the problem is and how you're falling short of your duties given the duties that the Constitution says you should be doing. And then we say you have a time frame. It will be seven days, and there will be a fine attached to it. So they have seven days that they have to reply. If they don't, then we will issue affidavits. Those will be notarized, and they will be sent certified mail. So all of okay. that will go certified mail to the recipient, and then that's when it, after that uh, step, we'll need to go to arbitration. We will go to arbitration. We just served the Chandler School Board on Tuesday, Wednesday night. With oh, good for you guys. Congratulations. Because of the critical race theory. Thank you. And um, the mask mandate, the vaccine mandate, and COVID testing. So okay. we will, and we are actually going to be hitting Kyrene School District at the end of the month, Maricopa. School district. We're hitting all the school districts. Yeah. Because what they're teaching as far as critical race theory and the requirements of the masks and the vaccine on children especially. Oh, it's, is all, it's bad. Unconstitutional, it's, right? It is Some, very unconstitutional. By, yes. According it's, to the Constitution, we have the right to take care of our own children and for everything, mental health, education, everything. That is our right, not anybody yeah. else's. And then we as far as the vaccine, our child I wanted to give... I wanted to just, since you brought up the vaccines and you were mentioning the Constitution, I want to read this to people because I want them to be clear on this, which this is when you don't enforce what the actual rules and law are, you end up with where we are today. So the vaccines, the masks, and the PCR tests are considered experimental use protocol under the Emergency Use Authorization Act. It cannot be mandated. So when somebody tells you it needs to be mandated, you can't mandate it. But if we haven't pushed back, then all of a sudden they push it out. Like right now they're trying to, they're saying that all the college kids need to be vaccinated before they go back to school. And remember it's not a vaccine, but a biological agent that is experimental with MRNA technology, tracking devices, operating systems, and fetal tissue from aborted babies. Keep that in mind, the aborted babies. They just got new inventory with all of these, uh, with all of these people coming across the border. So they will have more inventory. I know it sounds a little graphic, but that's the reality. Okay. That's the reality. That is the reality. Yeah, that's the reality. So people need to realize that's the reality. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not making stuff up. It's just the, we're just condensing it all into a conversation and making sure the more people know about it. So it's 256. I got to wrap it up. That's example of the tyranny going on because it's a bunch of tyranny is what's happening. I I was reading in the Declaration of Independence for they are, our founding fathers are giving examples of why, because remember back then there were, 13 leaders that were together trying to convince the rest of the 12, you know, the 13 states or constituents to do this. It's kind of be like us, how we're trying to convince everybody for your rights. That's what they were doing. And they were giving examples of what the king was coming down. And as I was reading some of those, um, I'm just going, oh, my gosh, we're experiencing tyranny. And one of the things that stood out the most was how um, in that time, the British crown was creating division and insurrection mm-hmm. among themselves, enemies. And yeah. I'm like, 
Boy, that sounds like the vax, non-vax, the mask, yeah. not mask. That's what the government is doing to us today. So if you think, oh, it's not that bad, well, you know, we could all tell ourselves that because, honestly, if I stopped doing everything I did, my life would be fine. I haven't been affected. I have my job. I live in a great home. I have a For great now. family, yada, yada. For now. But exactly, exactly. For now. It started last year with the mask. And people would say, mm-hmm. hey, just wear the mask. I'm like, I'm not wearing no. a mask. And it's mm-hmm. not it, one. For me, it was like, we are America. No one has ever told us what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, ever, in my lifetime. And by nature, I'm one of those people that will push back and ask, why should I? So when that started happening last March, I'm like, there's something wrong here. Oh, this, major. This is not right. This well, is, it's all based on and lies. And people it, would give me a hard time. Like, this is how it's going to start. And, and look where we're it's at that's how now. It, starts. it started mm-hmm. with well, just two weeks where the mask for two weeks, just two weeks quarantine, just two weeks we're going to shut down. We're up 15 months. I'm still working from home, which is well. We're also on day way, right 452 of 15 days to slow the spread. That's day 452 <laughs> of 15 days to slow the spread. I give yeah. the update on every we're show. We're still slowing it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there, there was no spread in the they, first place. That's the, the whole point. Like, do they think we're stupid? They do. They, must they think do. We're stupid. Well, I think some people are, but. Some people, but, but want to a majority, some people a majority want to bought into it, Teddy. A majority bought into it, and oh it was all God. based on propaganda. But real quick here, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. It's 2.59. I'm going to lose the live feed for anybody that's listening, but we're going to oh. take it for another minute or two afterwards. So if you want to hear the end of the show, just catch it on the replay because I'm going to lose you live. I didn't expect to go far over, but, you know, Petty, Petty's all fired up. I get all fired up when you talk about this topic, even though we share <laughs> it a lot. But I think it's important because we're at a critical point. So for anybody that is tuning live that wants to uh, make sure you go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, all the information's there. For those people, you guys have a good weekend, and we will catch you back on Monday. We're going to have Dr. Brian Artis. We're talking all kinds of corona and, of course, the pandemic. All right, so we just lost a live mm-hmm. feed. Not a big deal. It's on the demand. Um, but I do want to say one thing before we go. Uh, you know, it's – and I don't want to focus too much on – on where we've been, I want to focus on where we're going. Um, mm-hmm. As far as where we've been, we've, we have been duped. We have uh, billions of lives have been financially, emotionally, spiritually, and uh, tragically uh, actually been lost. So it is time now mm-hmm. to do not let allow any more of this to happen. I mean, if we want to go back to well, most people's love people said we can never go back to normal well no not if the same people that are in charge are in charge so we'll we'll work on that right so that's we'll work on that but for right now we need to make sure that that our communities are protected um and uh, as far as you know we have people doing school board stuff we got people doing well no one's really doing anything with city council because they're all still closed but we'll work on that but our low-hanging fruit with all of these bodies coming in here um, illegally with all these hundreds of millions of dollars, which I would love to have seen go to some of our nonprofits that are helping children and, and homeless vets. And, and you know, uh, I, I'd rather some of these people, you know, almost, I know there's a lot of people that rather help the animals. So that would be better too, because at least, at least yeah. that's part of the family, you know, rather than somebody who is right. in a 13, 25-year-old uh, person that's going to cause damage or kill somebody, like, you know, Marianne Mendoza. Right. The reason why she had to start Angel's Families and Angel's Mom is because an illegal alien, he had uh, killed her son, who was a sergeant in the police, uh, sergeant in the Mesa Police Department. 
who had a long laundry list of criminal activities, not to mention deported like four or five times. So, you know, she's, she has to start an organization. She's not the organization wow. that has, that wants new membership. Okay. Her, because of what's going on now, her membership's going to increase. They're going to increase. Yeah. If you want to listen to Marianne's show, she, she was on episode 220 and then she's got quite a few on our, on our platform. You can always find all those at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Take action tab. You'll see the list of episodes. You'll see them on Partners and Patriots tab, but primarily check out the, the um, oh, take action tab. Everything's there. So when you guys have your website up, we're going to add you as one of our platinum partners. We're here to support you in any way we can. We're actually going to get you guys uh, the other exposure on different platforms too, so we can get the word out for people and give them the action items that they need so that they can, you know, send the emails and then click print. And when we get to the affidavit, I have a feeling we might not need to be at the affidavit point. Uh, a, it's an election year. B, you get I'm enough riled up that. people. I'm with you on that. I don't think it's going to yep. get that far. Yep. It's not going to get that far. So I, I one thing at a time. I completely agree. Oh, my one God. Thing at that, time. You know what, Michelle? This is a God yeah. thing because the way it has all progressed is just the audit. couldn't have been timed by anybody, right? I mean, yeah. where we're at today with the action items and the, the exposure Scottsdale, that hotel um, detention center has brought, and then the movement we're at now. I mean, God's in control. He just needs people to help him get the job done. So he needs his people to show up, you know? Yeah, you know, and here's do. the thing. We God can do this by himself, and you and I know this, and mm-hmm. everybody out there who has faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith in whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, right? He can do this mm-hmm. on his own. He could do this just like he parted the Red Sea. Boom. He can make it happen. But we'll be right back to where we were and not appreciate it like we should be because right. we didn't earn it. Yes. We didn't earn it because we took it for granted because he gave it to us on a silver platter, right? And, he, and they gave the, the founding fathers the ability to draft what they needed to draft and to create this and establish it. But don't forget, they, this wasn't all just about them writing some documents. It had to get to the point where the people mm-hmm. were, t- were t- fed up, tired, and just had had it. Like you mentioned, the tyranny with the king yep. and everything else. It had to get for those people. They had to get down and dirty. They had to roll up their sleeves. They had to go to battle. And they had to come together. Mm-hmm. And they had to do something physically, right? Not just like fl- flicking a phone. They, have, they had to get engaged. Yep. They had to get involved. And then you have the, the, the country that was created, all right? And you have your established foundation, right? Documents and things like that. Uh, so we were going good and evil got in. We took our eye off the ball. And then over the past couple of years, we really took our eye off the ball. And now we're <laughs> sitting in a pile of poop. <laughs> Things are in a big, good. we're in a big pile of poop, man. And we're back to where we need to oh. be. But this time, well, then no, it, it, it is, it is the same. Your own government's the one that turned on you, your own people that you had confidence yeah. turned on you, which is what happened back then. So it's, um, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, everybody's got to, you got to man up, you got to woman up, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to trans up, you got to, you got to, whatever you identify <laughs> whatever with, thing is, just do it. It doesn't matter. Whatever you, and nowadays yep. you can go into any bathroom you want. It doesn't matter. I learned that last night. Um, that you can okay. identify, you can be a man identifying as a woman and just go into any women's room, anywhere you want. Not a big deal. I had no idea. Oh, I found that out last night. I found out a lot last night. So it's, uh, that's why I woke up pissed off, still pissed. Now I'm, now I'm fired up and pissed. <laughs> and like, and you're like, where did I wake up? I thought I was in America. <laughs> I, I, really, like I was so confused. I was like, what? Oh, my goodness. But anyway, yeah, I know. I can, like, we can go on for hours and hours and hours. But 
Um, it is what oh, time? Three oh five. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up for you. Um, when you go, when you when you you're gonna have your stuff done here shortly, right? Because you're in the final stages. Yep. Right. Like the final yep. countdown. Yeah. Da, 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 da. What's I think it's just having another song, set right? of eyes take a look at it. Yeah, that's that's, that's what you need. Yep. And then you'll have the website, and then we're gonna start the campaign. And I don't want people to think that. Oh, well, how many people are going to do this? Is this, Am I going to be one of the only ones? Does my, my voice count? Does my vote count? No, your vote didn't count. But in this case, it is going to count because we're not <laughs> going to just – because it doesn't really didn't. The machines were decided. Election fraud all over the place. Right. So many categories. Oh, my right. God. Pick a category. Yeah. Pick a letter. Yep. There, there was fraud in that category. <laughs> we're, so, we're messed up. We're like the biggest dysfunctional family ever. <laughs> who? Me and you? No, we're cool. No, our country, it's like, it's a big dysfunctional thing. We're, we're like a dysfunctional family, but it's our country because it's like the boat was stolen. We've got illegal flooding in. We have our homeless and our vets being neglected. It's yeah, like, oh, my did gosh, that? this is backwards. Who did that? Who made oh the decisions? We took our off the ball, the people who made the decisions. The people that made the decisions mm-hmm. are the ones who are putting us where we are now. Because if you were in a leadership position or I was in a leadership position, do you think we would be having these hotels in Arizona? No. Heck if no. You, would, no. You, would, you, would you be teaching critical race theory in your school? Answer? No. Answer's no. Okay. And yeah, then would it's, you... It's if, been hijacked. If I was a city councilman, uh, do you think I would, do, I would be only doing virtual meetings or I would have the people coming into the public forum? What, what do you think I would do? You would have them there, sister. Yeah. See? So the people in the leadership yeah. positions are the problem. So, like mm-hmm. I said, we'll work on getting rid of them. But right now, they represent us. Okay? So we need to remind yeah. them. They represent us. This might be the first time you've ever reminded somebody they represent you. This might be the first time you've ever had a conversation, whether it's email, in person. I strongly suggest in person because you should have seen, I'm telling you, big difference when oh, it's in person. That's... Oh, it was awesome. I, I'm, I'm going to be going to every meeting that I can find. I don't care what city it's in. I'm <laughs> like, this is unbelievable. I go, to, I go to LD meetings that I don't belong to, but I love it. Oh, you need yeah, to. You're absolutely you right. need face to face. Oh, face to face. Because especially when you have facts and you don't need to get yell, you know, you yell. I didn't yell. I just laid out the information, laid out the facts. And then I was trying to understand because there was not logic coming out. So I was, I was helping. I was helping. And I, I learned, I learned so much um, in a very short period of time, I'm talking like five, 10 minutes. And um, yeah, I, now I know why there's a problem. I, so if that person was really the most concerned, well, I'm going to use, I'm, I'm using these words lightly. Okay. I'm using them lightly. So you can, you can, you can uh, put them uh, like do a little visual in your head. So if that person, okay. and this is not conservative in my sense, I just gave you examples of my, my conservative uh, love of God, love of country type of uh, call me Republican. I don't care. Whatever you want to call me. But that's, that's how I feel. Right. So, um, so Kathy is the most conservative Republican on the council. And I was like, oh, oh God, help us. Oh, God, help us. If this is the warrior <laughs> that I have to, to, uh, to lead the charge to get anything done in the city of Scottsdale, oh, my God, we are going to have to have open meetings once a week, well, no, once a day in order for the people to actually just Jeez. run this place. 
okay? Because there's four quote-unquote Republicans, and most of them are not from what I just briefly understood last night. We have David Ortega, which I have not given him a name yet, which I will think of something this weekend. Uh, He is an independent, which he's not, he's a Democrat, and then there's two Democrats. So we don't have a majority for anything, unless it's seven to zero passing that the uh, anti-discrimination no, ordinance that is disguised as anti-discrimination, but it ends up being that men can pee with six-year-old little girls in the <gasps> same bathroom. That's in eight oh. cities, honey. Did you know that? I found that out last night. Eight cities. I, I didn't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll read it to you again because it's important that you know this. Let me let me pull oh. out my I my uh, my. That's what I'm telling you. My reason behind telling people every single episode to become a precinct committee man, okay, in your legislative mm-hmm. district, and it's very easy here. America Corruption County is the easiest way. You basically go to our website. I have a page on there, right? I have a page for if you're out of the state, if you're anywhere other than America Corruption County, and then America Corruption County. You basically go to the website, figure out where you, what precinct you are, which legislative district. It's very easy. Literally takes not even five minutes. Then you'll go to another website. You're gonna then, then you're going to go to the legislative page. Literally, it's just two or three clicks. And then whoever the person is, you email and pick up the phone and call them. And unless you're like really like an evil person, or like, you know, you've been in prison a hundred <laughs> times or something nuts, you're going to get approved. You meet them in person. They kind of check you out, make sure you're not like a deep state undercover, you know, like just like a Democrat in disguise, some crazy ass <laughs> liberal. And then you get approved, and oh now you become God. precinct committee man. And I have learned so much. The speakers, I've learned so much. They're, they've, some I've actually gone, God, that was really great. And the other one was like, ah, you're one of them. I'll put you on this column. So, you, you know, you get, to, uh-huh. you get to find out what's going on in it. And you're a precinct committee man. And you're a little bit rougher district. Um, but we get a lot of rhinos in ours. So, we're, you know what I mean? It's, we're, believe it yeah. or not, they're just not. They're just well, on the quieter we're like side. That too, out here. They're just we're quieter than. I'm an 18. Yeah. 18. I guess yeah. we have them all, They're there. They're there. But you can sniff them out. You can sniff them out, though. But you need to yeah. because you need to. You'll find them. But, but I still encourage everybody to get involved because that's how mm-hmm. you change. Mm-hmm. You change. This is this is a. It actually is brilliant. It is a brilliant infrastructure that was created. I don't know who it was. But we'll, we'll do a little homework. We'll find out. And it, it allows you to change the ideology and the uh, people involved from the bottom up. So then that way you can get rid of the ones who are those rhino established Republicans who uh, don't want to follow what's best for the, we, the people uh, for love of God and love of right. country. And you can get them out because you elect the higher ups. And then the next thing you know, the next thing you know, and especially if we've got some squirrely, you know, some squirrely mm-hmm. quote unquote rhino that's running for the uh, state legislature or even the city council or the school board, because they have to get elected. Our job is to talk mm-hmm. to the constituents to say, hey, you know, it's a primary season. Just want to go over some of the candidates here. Just wanted to let you know that um, <laughs> you've got Rob. Rob is a uh, raging rhino Republican, and uh, he is one step, literally <laughs> one step shy of uh, a Democrat. But then you've got, uh, you've got Sally. You got, you got, you got, you got Patriot Patty Sorry. over here. Patriot Patty, um, she doesn't even know how to spell critical race theory. So um, <laughs> I think you should, uh, I think oh, you should go Lord. with this one. But you go, you go what you want. My job is just to provide the information. 
and then that's how you clean out the candidates. And then you get rid of the bad ones. You get rid of the bad ones because, you know, the whole theory of critical race is there's only one critical race, and that's the human race. So I'm going to simplify all the curriculum for everybody. I'm going to simplify the process. I'm going to simplify the time you're spending all this. It's a critical race. It's just one. It's not a theory. It's a fact called the human race. But then again, you know, Patty, and you had kids in school, right? You remember being in school. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We're taking mm-hmm. advice from people that when I remember being, I don't know, kindergarten, first or second grade, you know, they told me, hey, you know, you're excited about school. I said, yeah, I'm excited about school. I said, uh, we're going we're gonna to learn today. We're going to learn a couple things today. Said, oh, good, good, good. Everybody, kids are excited. Kids are excited. I said, we're going to learn the three R's. Oh, three R's. Okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn reading. I'm like, ooh, reading, yay. We're gonna learn writing. And I'm like, W R I T okay. And we're gonna learn arithmetic. I'm like, arithmetic. Oh my god. It's not arithmetic. Hmm. So our entire foundation of education started off by a brain surgeon that told us we were going to learn the fundamentals, reading, writing, arithmetic. Two were completely spelled wrong. So I'm not surprised we are now looking at critical race theory. See what I mean? Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. You reap what ye sow. You reap what ye sow, but we are here to correct that but again, everybody needs to man up, needs to woman up, needs to gender up, needs to trans up, whatever it is. I don't care. I do not care. You <laughs> care about this country. You care about where it's going. You need to do that. And then mm-hmm. I told you I was going to share with you my fact. Oh, and then I'll let you give your closing statement and then we shall go. You and I need to go fight the fight. And I'm going to that or I'm protest today. Don't you? Oh, I'll plug your I'll plug your protest in a that, second. That, but I just want you to hear this. So I learned last night. I learned last night that Scottsdale had voted seven zero in favor of this. I learned that after well, when I heard of that, I that's what caught my attention. Seven zero. My ear perked up like the dog. You know when the dog hears something and he goes, Erf, and he, yeah, <laughs> and the head yeah. tilts. Yeah, that was me last he night during up, many like, things in the meeting. Yeah, I said what? But I said something else besides what? But I'm being I'm censored. I'm. I'm trying to keep it clean. So um, Scottsdale became the eighth Arizona city to pass an ordinance disguised as anti-discrimination. Basically, now, if you're a man, you identify as a woman, you can freely go into a women's bathroom, women's locker room, or anywhere just where one sex is designated to go, doesn't matter, in any public place, any store, any restaurant, or any place of employment. And if that, if the, anyone who's running that company, running that organization, running the public place, running the business says you can't, it's a violation. You file a complaint, and if they find you in in uh, in uh, as, a, as a violation, which they're going to, because that's why they created this. So it's not like you know, they 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 put in there. Well, you can have arbitration. Were you in the bathroom or not? Yes. Okay, well, then you said you couldn't go in there. Uh, yes, I did, because it's a, it's a little girl's locker room. And they said, well, no, that's your violation, and the fine is anywhere between $500 and $2,500. That's in eight cities. Let me give you the cities, everybody, real quick. Let me give you the cities. You need to be aware of these things. I did not know. 
and a bunch of these actually passed um, a couple months ago, a couple months ago. But see, here's the thing. They don't want you to know they passed because if, if they wanted mm-hmm. you to know they passed, they would be touting them. They would be in my minutes. They would be in the uh, uh, newsletters or on the website blinking. Hey, look what we just did. This is awesome. Um, it's not. They don't want you to know. You know, just like, uh, so they'll let the news maybe leak it out. Leak it out. Where did this go? It's, I know it's Phoenix. Because you I can know count on the news. It's Mesa. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the news will just, but the news will spin it. Like, this is some wonderful thing to have equality throughout the land. Because now we have diversity in Arizona and we have, we have tolerance. And the only thing that was added from what I, I, don't, I didn't read the bill, but, or the, it's an ordinance which already it's something that's shenanigans as is itself that it had to be passed as an yeah. ordinance. So then it tells you something's up there, right? Something's up, something's up right. people. Yep. So the, um, uh, just the fact that, oh, I don't know, Patty, why I'm going to look for the list of cities while you uh, give your little closing thing. But um, as far as, yeah, it's shenanigans. So if they wanted to, uh, they wanted to broadcast it, like I said, it'd be blinking on their website. Yay. This is awesome. So no, I'd a dig. I'd be told at a meeting and I was in shock and the whole room. When I say the room was in shock, wow. the, the room was in more shock when she said this and then the fact that there were seven other cities than when we were talking about any other issue. And I would say, hmm. I would say most of the people, no, no, I would say almost every single person in that room, maybe a handful, all are older, so their kids are already grown. Hmm. Okay, so they weren't even thinking mm-hmm. about their own kids. They were probably thinking grandkids and then everybody else's kids. Mm-hmm. That's got the, that got the most reaction, and it wasn't a good one. So, yeah, yeah we, can, wow. we can go on for days. But anyway, P- Patty, give, give your, your, like, wrap it up here real quick, and then I'm going to look for that, that list of names. I'm going to end with the statement from the last statement in our independent, uh, Declaration of Independence. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That's what we need to pledge to each other, to fight this fight. Rise up, patriots. Yeah, we could do this. Low-hanging fruit. I'm not asking you to, uh, like, physically go out to battle, right? I'm not asking you to churn butter for the troops, you know? This is not colonial times. Nope. Uh, We're... And as far as the notices, they're going to be something that you can do in the, in the comfort of the air conditioning of your very own home. So we're not even asking you <laughs> to whip out a pen yet. Oh, we're going to make sure it doesn't. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. So if you're thinking, you know what, you know, you guys are, are, are trying to do all these other petitions and things like that, blah, blah, blah. This one's different. Okay. This one is different because as long as everybody commits to doing it, there's a bunch of people, including myself, that are going to get it, the exposure and the support from the influencers and the media and from the powers that be to get it out to the right people. So then the pressure will be put on. We're, we've got a couple ideas for some strategic yeah. pressure. So it's not just going to be we're dropping off a bunch of signatures. It's not going to be a bunch of signatures that come in or a bunch of emails. Well, no signatures. It's it's all digital. Sorry about that. Or a bunch of emails that are going to get lost in La La Land because they could just wipe out a, a whole bucket like they did with the election. So that's not going to be the case. It's going to be very yeah. visual. It's going to be very audio. Yeah. It's going to be very in person. Right. This one's going to be done a little 
different so that we can get the results. And I we're going to put them. video of this, of these notices on the website. For example, the notice that I issued last night to the school board, or Wednesday night, whatever night it is, to the school board, so, so that people, because we're all visual learners, a lot of us are, and yeah. it'll help to just see what this looks like. And we're going to have video of how, what the process is going to be looking like to help. This is going to be your handbook for to freedom. Yeah, this is it. And other states can use it, depending on once they find out where their issues are, right? But they, we know that they're there. You just got to pay attention and find them. So if you're not right. in Anarchy, Arizona, especially Mayor Corruption County, start digging around. Start looking and talking to some other peeps and find out where it's happening near you. But we'll start it. We'll be, we'll be the, the anchor. We'll be the, we'll the pioneer out here in Arizona, the Wild West, right? Got a bunch of frontiersmen. Yeah. Audit one, good. This will be the second one. And we're going to really kick it into gear because that's our low-hanging fruit, like I said, especially that it, they're, all, they're all throwing out that. They're running for election. I want to I see anyone that <laughs> exactly. is running for election or anybody that is running now again to get reelected. Uh, let's see if, if they don't get behind this. We're, in the fact that no one has took the initiative to do anything about it. Uh, no. They're not getting oh, elected. Yeah. They're not getting no. reelected. They're going to play it safe. Not going to work this job. Yep. Not going to work. I found my Absolutely. list. Absolutely, oh. it's almost like you'll get the prize if you if you um, come on board with these notices and start really holding people accountable for not honoring the Constitution. I think that politician oh. is going to be the major patriot of the oh, century. Yeah. Well, and that's I'll I'll, tell, I'll share one more story from last night. I have so many. I have so many, but I, I know we're already three twenty three. We got to go. <laughs> So I'll share one from last night. So we were all outside talking. Well, not all. We have a group of people that are actually the ones that, uh, that I've joined because these, they've, these guys have been doing it for years. I'm just new to the club, right? So I'm like the new kid, and they let me right. come in. I was like, ooh, I'm in the click. Yay. But these are the ones who actually are more vocal and the ones that will go to the protest and will do something. So um, the one lady, I can't remember her name because I got her card last night. Oh, my gosh, she's so smart. Anyway, there was her, like maybe about seven or eight other of us, Kathy, my buddy Kathy Littlefield, and her husband. Oh, don't even get me started on him. He used to be our city councilman, and I've met him in person quite a few times. We'll, leave the, we'll share those stories for another day. Let's just leave it at that. <clears throat> Typical dirty old man. Anyway, so um, uh, she had said to her, this is when I kind of chimed in. After that, I, I gave, you know, my, my, uh, I did my mask questioning, my in-person, um, my in-person virtual questioning about the meetings and before that you know, I heard the lady saying something along the lines of uh, well you know here here's what's going on you know and we're, we, we don't have any open forum meetings so we need to know that you're going to stand up with us and we're going to have this discussion about everything we're talking about right now but rather in a part then rather than a parking lot we're going to do it in an open forum uh, open forum format because that's the way this process works and there's a lot of people concerned citizens and I'm like oh there's a lot there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that, are, that live here that need have questions and they need to have this conversation they need to know how what you're going to do and wh where you stand and of course you know any politician they give pushback because you're, you're, you're forcing them to make a decision they have to pick a side of the fence they have to pick a you know, side of the aisle they have to show some cojones mm -hmm. they have to pull out that spine that they can't find so she did so Kathy didn't respond. So the lady says it again. And I went, Oh my God, I love this lady. So she says it again. She goes, you know, if you don't, if you don't agree to a meeting, we're going to have to assume you're on the other side because you're not showing us that you are. Otherwise we would have the, the open meeting. 
she was just like, Mine. at this point, she didn't know. Okay, she goes, I'm going to have to assume then that you are against us because otherwise you don't want to have an open meeting, which how could you not have to have a meeting? That's your job, right? Americans with people. This is, this is not rocket science, people. It's not something that is, oh, my God, this is a novel concept. And she said, well, I, I'll get to get back to you. got to think about it. Oh, what? Hmm. <laughs> you got to think hmm. about whether or not you're going to allow the American people to, A, know what's going on or B, ask questions. But that's the mentality of all of them, okay? That's the mentality of all of them. And that's one who's on our side, okay? That's supposed to be our leader in the council. So I'm just giving you an idea. Now, I'm not singling out anybody. If I had more conversations with anybody else, I'd be more than happy to share the information. I wasn't, it wasn't a confidential conversation. There were many people there. Well, there was about 10 of us that stayed until the very end. And then um, we left, and I think I got home at like 1030. Meeting started at 7. And um, that's what I want people to be aware of. That's that that was that was the best one so the rest of them that don't agree with your opinion anyway or your side they're going to be even more pushback or more more inclined to do things against what you want so you get that we have those obstacles we got that already you already know so the key is already in the constitution and there's power in numbers and the power is the we the people so we got to we just got it we just got to put Put that the metal to the the pedal to the metal, because we can do this. It's not that difficult. It just takes everybody to stop saying they're going to do something and do something. So um, let me give it the cities real mm-hmm. quick, and then we got to go. I would say give your website, but you're not there yet. But that's okay. But in the meantime, in the meantime, I'm going to just put a graphic this weekend, and on the take action tab, um, I'll put on there something that you know that this is what's coming to solve the problem. You know, stay tuned, and I'll mention this episode and. Uh, it's not like you're not going to come back. You're going to come back as soon as you're ready to launch that because we've got to get the we got to get these bodies in motion. Oh, Everybody's got to time is of the essence, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And just think of it this way: you guys are all at the tip of the spear here. We're going to be at the front of this. We are trailblazing on this. So, yeah, Kathy or Michelle, you're it. Your group is going to be the first. We're doing one it. To do it. Don't worry. We're doing yeah. it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And yes, you are coming here first, and we will launch this. We will launch this because. Uh, you got one near you. I got one near me. And uh, everyone doesn't even realize they got one <laughs> near too, them. too many. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You're telling me. All right. So these are the cities that believe that it's okay for a man who identifies as a woman to pee anywhere he wants next to a six-year-old girl or change in the same locker room. Not a problem. Oh. Phoenix, Tempe, Sedona, Tucson, Winslow, Flagstaff, Mesa, and Scottsdale. It's just no a matter of time way. till it comes to a city near you. And that is every, every, every location. And it's not just bathrooms. I'm just using it as an example because that's probably the most common. It's, everything's wide open. There mm-hmm. is nothing gender specific anymore. And you cannot tell them I no. I don't know that. I tell you, the room was, did not even know. I mean, there was noises from people that I wasn't even sure what kind of a noise that was. Because people wow. were just in shock, angry, in shock, and pissed, all rolled into a sound that came out of most people's <laughs> bodies. That I was like, that's a new one. All right. But it's, it's coming from many of people. So that's what I'm saying. And, and, and the only thing that was really written into this quote-unquote shady notice, right, the shady notice, but I'm sure they all use the same template, right? Because you, can, you, can you smell something's up here? Something's up? It's too consistent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
all they really did was add gender identity, okay? Gender identity. Because the goal is only one thing. There is no discrimination. People don't discriminate. You, if, if, it's just, if it's housing or work, you're already protected. Equal on, uh, employer. You're protected under the housing thing from like the 60s or 70s. And then they, and they, would, they tweak what they needed. No. Their objective was to add this gender identity so then literally they can open up the floodgates. I mean, there's a whole other... Obviously, there's consequences and strategy to that, which is, like you said, it's all part of a playbook. We're not making this up. Um, That's for another show. But I wanted to make that aware for anybody who does have children. But don't be surprised. Ladies, you're putting on your lipstick. Big furry guy with a beard shows up. Take pee. Wow. Or next to you and ask if you, oh, what's that pretty color of lipstick you have? And you're like, Wait, you just came out of the stall. Like, what, what's going on? And, and the reason I'm trying to give these examples is there is no test or screening if that person's telling the truth, okay? So there might be a few that actually do that. There's still, in my opinion, there's no place for them in a women's bathroom. They have a male. They're male. They look like a male, okay? Just because somebody says that, there's no, there's no test. It could just be a pedophile, or a dirty old man, okay? And we know how many pedophiles there are all over the place. It's like one of the biggest problems all over the country. So now a pedophile, let me put it into the perspective like that. Now a pedophile could be in a bathroom with one of your little girls and you are at a restaurant and she just went to the bathroom. You're like, okay, she can go by herself. She's old enough. And there's a guy in there. That can happen. That might knock a little sense into people. Anyway. All right. Patty, Patty. Patty the Patriot. Hey. Patty the Patriot. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. You're mm-hmm. welcome. You listen to me do my patriotic soapbox when I go off on these little tangents, but you got me fired up, Patty. You got me inspired. What you really did is you lit a fire under me when you talked on the phone the other day. So thank yes. you for, thank you for, I mean, I had one, but now, I mean, when we did it here and then talking to you that you guys had come so far with coming up with a solution because I, I just have no patience for these excuses. That's when I realized mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is something that can get fixed because you guys have already mm-hmm. gone through the heavy lifting and now it's time to mm-hmm. make the motion to get the things out there. Um, so you're coming back. We're going to obviously be in touch. This, this is not a problem. Uh, real quick, though, tell them when you have your protests and where so they can head on down to Ahwatukee. All right. We are at the corner of 50th Street and Chandler Boulevard, um, which is I-10 and Chandler in Ahwatukee. So just come on down. We're right on the corner. We park behind the Cracker Barrel, try to get away from the Patreon parking lot be respectful of the uh, people coming to enjoy a meal there. But come on down. We're there every Wednesday at 5.30. Love to have you guys. Wednesday at 5.30. Okay. And um, is there a name on the hotel, or do they take that down and just put up uh, they took it uh, down human trafficking sign or legs, legs, legs? What did they put? <laughs> Nothing like that? <laughs> no? 
No, they've just put a white sheet over the sign. They took the sign down. That face is like ten. They me? physically took the sign down. Yeah. Um, I'll send you some pictures you oh can put God. up on your website yep. if you want. But yeah, well, it used to be the I Holiday Inn Express. On. Oh yeah. my God! They, it they looks put a like sheet. a sheet. <laughs> sheet. They put a sheet on it because because if they put a sheet on it, then you the don't think. In there? Yeah, you don't think there's anything underneath the sheet. You can't see it. Can't see it if there's a sheet. Oh on no, it. yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, That's holy it. cow, it's 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 crazy, but we'll sheet. we'll get it done. Okay, so you've got yours on Wednesdays. We've got ours up here Wednesdays and Fridays, starting at four thirty well, you got, to you, seven. Okay. Well, that's Wednesdays change. too. Next week, you guys are doing it on Thursdays, I believe, because our groups have merged. Actually, your group. The, the organizers from Scottsdale and us met on Tuesday afternoon, and we, want, we don't want to um, be in, in competition, so we're going to um, <laughs> do. We're going to keep ours on Wednesdays because okay. that's well, we were Wednesday, what we're Friday. Used to doing. And people, we were yeah, you guys days, are doing apparently. Friday, so yeah, yeah. So like, well, I mean, that's what I understand. Next week, it's supposed to start on Thursdays. Because okay. you guys so have you, some of our people over there. People were confused. And that's okay. Yeah. You know? It's okay. We're, we're, we're ironing okay. out the kinks, guys. We're not a big deal. One. Not, we're, we're all one. And no, the good thing about it, we will, we will make sure the information is clear. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it during, uh, during every show so you don't have to worry and wonder. Um, for right now, yours are on Wednesdays. And then for this week, just for tonight, we've got ours here in Scottsdale, Scottsdale Road and Mountain View. And that is from 4.30 to 7 p.m. on Friday. And then you can tune in on Monday, and we will tell you uh, the updated date for Scottsdale, and we will confirm the one for Ahwatukee. How about that? That is fair, right? I think that is good. That is excellent. Yep, that is fair. Oh, all right, sure. let's go. Um, let's go do more freedom fighting. Let's go more spreading the truth. You guys finish up that... Uh, a paper so we can get this in motion and uh yeah i just want everyone to know oh you were talking about real quick god it's 335 i this happens all the time patty i and, and you're you're making it you're making it worse you know that right because then you'll like say something and i'm like yeah patty let's do this no no no, no. we're we're wrapping it up and we're wrapping it up after this but i did want to let everybody know you mentioned about trying to find their local politicians or the emails and stuff i already have that on the website Okay, so we, I'm just telling you, if you want to start uh-huh. doing the homework and figure out who it is, it's literally right uh-huh. there. So if you go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, you click the Take Action tab, you will see there's a whole section for Arizona. So if you go to the Arizona section, you can get all the, the, the names for the uh, people in Arizona, like the higher up positions, like uh, Maricopa County and then up. But then there is a politician info search page you click on that and then you could just put in anything you want and it's for the whole country so it's easy so you don't have to come where's that you go like this where's that website that we were talking about that has to do with the peeving just literally i i made it so i make this stuff simple i put it in a full-on graphic with like you know it's like a pop-up book right because we all respond quickly to and much easier to something something pretty like a little graphic so if you want to go find anybody just click on that page and um, it'll, all of the stuff links to other websites, right? Because I'm not creating anything in the system. I'm just 
bringing it all together. Literally the ultimate resource. The hyperlinking stuff. Yeah, we, I have, we have to. We'll be happy because you can't find yeah, stuff. You we can have bookmark it all day long, but yeah. then your bookmark list is a hundred things, and you don't know where to find it. I mean, I have stuff written down. You got post-its. You're like, I have no idea where it is. This way, you go on the website. You know exactly what your what topic is, or if you want to scroll around and search. There's multiple things on there. There's, like I said, the whole Arizona section. There's election fraud facts. There's COVID facts. There's prophylactic treatments. If you need to go get some ivermectin, wow. HCQ, or budesonide, it's all right there. There is must listen oh. to talk radio shows, TV well, shows, radio shows, and television shows, live everything. streams. <laughs> everything is here. Everything. Literally. When I say everything, you everything. will look at this website. When you look at this website, you will realize, Michelle, oh, you have no life. You don't leave the house. You don't leave the house. You have no life. And you, you need to step away from the computer. I can't. It's like crack to me. But it's better than me doing real crack, right? You want me doing real yeah, crack? Yeah, I don't is. think so. Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. no. Let me keep doing this. <laughs> but, yes, please use the resource information. So, you know, of course, we've got all the episodes. There's 130 one-on-one episodes. There's 419 segments of this live show. And there is 176 partners, all kinds of different viewpoints, opinions. Everybody's trustworthy. Everybody's cool. I've built friendships, relationships, business friendships, and relationships with a lot of these people. Um, and a lot of the names you will recognize. There's a lot of famous people. Speaking of famous people. I saw Mike Lindell uh, on there. Uh, Mike I Lindell. Is, brother Mike. He, is, he, is, uh, he hasn't been on the show yet. He's coming on the show. No, he is part of our advertisement. Well, yeah, he is part of our marketplace, mypillow.com. Mm-hmm. We have our own promo code. Home, H-O-M-E. So that uh, I will plug it one more time because you just gave me the uh, you just gave me the permission. So anybody that wants to get any of his amazing products, they have 110. I sleep on the Giza sheets, very extremely comfortable. And I have I have a few of those. Yeah, I have have the the towels pads and oh, the mattress pads. All that. Then I have the I have the towels. Phenomenal. I'm going to get one of those then. I'm going to get one of those. But here's the yeah. thing. When you see these discounts and stuff like that, they change them. Okay. They change them. So if you see one that really makes you go, okay, I'm definitely take it now. Cause I saw that. Take that advantage of that because they, they do mm-hmm. change them. They usually come out to be the same savings, but there's a little bit different, but you'll get up to at least 66%. Sometimes there's buy one, get one. Sometimes there's free shipping, but in general, it comes out to basically similar price point. And then we worked it out. So that 20% of your total purchase is then going to be donated to our nonprofit partners helping vets, pets, and kids, that's veterans, animals, and children, so we can help out in mm-hmm. our communities and get them some money. Mm-hmm. So then you don't have to write a check. You're just buying what you normally awesome. buy. And then if you want to check out the Marketplace tab, there's 57. Well, it's actually more than 57, but I, there's only so much I can change in a day. So check out all the different products and services. Make sure you click there. And it'll go to their websites, and that way the money gets generated. So it's pretty simple, pretty simple concept. Um, yeah, so check out the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Tons of information, tons of shows. And other people's shows are on there, too. So any of the partners come on, any of the guests, any guests that are coming on, come on the show. We stick them on that page so you know who to listen to, you know, the messages that matter from the people you need to know about. All right, Patty, it's 340. We've got to stop meeting like this. We do. All right. We got to get going. You have a great weekend. Have fun at the protest tonight. It's going to be hot, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my hat on and oh, mm-hmm. one more thing. I'm going to share this. We, we just brought on another partner for the marketplace and it's all 
it's patriotic gear, uh, Second Amendment gear, oh. you got flags, you got hats, you got T-shirts, you got like these cool. Um, they oh, got cool. a flag. Okay. So they sent me, they sent me a little box of like, uh, like a promo, promo stuff. stuff. Like I got merch. I got merch. I had no idea it was coming. You got merch. I got merch. So I got a new hat okay. for tonight. I got a new T-shirt for tonight. I think I might take the flag and like put it on me. <laughs> well, why not drop the message to yourself? So anyway, yeah. Oh my god. So we're gonna. I love yeah, it. How cool. I've got a, you know, those, you know, right. those little uh, rubber bracelets that uh, people have that they put their yes. uh, website on or whatever. This one says, never surrender. Never surrender. Oh, and they give well, me a whole bag. I got a bag of like 200 oh, of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to check yeah. out that merch. Yeah, I will. Love uh, it. I'm putting it Perfect. on this weekend. I'll put this on this weekend. It's, it is all uh, patriotic merch. There's two other ones on there, but this one has a lot of really, um, like, T-shirts, hats, things like that. So I'm adding those this weekend, and I will shoot you a link so you can check it out. But, yeah, I didn't know I was going to get free stuff. I never get anything for free. It's awesome. Um, awesome. All right, we're done. All right. So, uh, all right. Yeah. You have a great one. It was fun. We'll, we'll be in touch. Get that, uh, get that document done. It's holding up. It's holding up the planet Earth, my friend. We've got we to do this. I know. I know. Let's do it. I'm doing that tonight. Sure. Yep. All right. We'll Thank you it. so much. Okay. Bye. All right. All right. Oh, Patty, 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 Patty Porter, Patty Castillo Porter. She is heading up the Arizona grassroots group, taking on an illegal alien human trafficking down there in Ahwatukee. Her and the rest of her patriotic peeps are really putting together the plan to do it. So stay tuned. We'll have all of that information. And I know this was an extremely long show. I, Actually, when I was talking to her about uh, 30 minutes ago, I forgot I was on the air. I thought I was just talking to Patty. <laughs> so I remember, uh, was my bad. And then I was like, oh, my God, we're still on the air. Sometimes that's what happens. I'm on the show, and I'm talking to these peeps, and they forget, too. They forget. They're like, oh, my God, I thought we were on the phone. No, well, because they're on the phone, right? That's the problem. At least there's no excuse for me. I'm in front of a microphone. But they actually are on the phone for them to <laughs> to actually think that, you know, because you forget, you know, have a good time with one of your friends. Um, it's whatever. Anyone that's still listening, thank you for listening. Anyone that turned it off, well, you wouldn't know that we're still going because you turned it off. You went and did the rest of the stuff for your day, but I just hope you're doing something to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, make a difference, especially in your communities. Don't forget, it's 3.44 from 4.30 to 7 p.m. today. We're headed over to the Scottsdale Hotel. It'll be my first time over there. Can't wait to check this out. Come join us. Come check out what it's all about. Alrighty. So next week, uh, I've got two special guests lined up so far. We'll have a couple more after Brian Artis. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy before. Oh my God! It's gonna make your head explode. Talking coronavirus. Talking the truth. Talking kind of the master plan. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Ep- Eric Neptu. Nip, Niput, Niput. I don't know how to pronounce it. I will know that, obviously. And uh, Attorney Thomas Renz will be back on the 21st. And, of course, so far on the 30th, Dr. Christiana Northrup. Been following her since 2006. One of my favorite people that I met in Tulsa. I got a picture with her. Told her I was going to put it next to put her picture, her and my picture. 
next to my picture, her and Louise Hay. Louise Hay, for those of you that know Louise Hay and Lou and Christiana Northrup, I'll just let that sink in. For the rest of you, you can Google them. I'll let you figure it out. All right, let's wrap this up. It is time to renew our faith, restore our republic, rebuild our economy, reopen America 100%. And once you commit, everything changes. I think you'll see that once you start doing something. Once you start doing something, you just got to pick out what you want. They're all listed on the Take Action tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Make your list this weekend. Make sure you get up an hour early. Do your tasks. It's not going to take long. Not going to take long. Figure out what group you want to join. It's all right there. It's on there. The Patriots must follow. Must follow all the groups. All the groups are listed there. You hear about them on the show. We have all of them on. There's all kinds of episodes. Head over to that episodes tab. You'll see them all listed there. Of course, this Driven Partner segment, they're all on there, too. All on there, too. Can't get away from the truth. Don't be a mouse cold, people. I hope that you're not wearing them. There are no conspiracies. There are no coincidences. Hope you have your common sense cap on. If not, put it back on right now. And if you do, keep it on all day. You might want to sleep in it. Don't take it off all weekend long. Courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. Don't forget the censorship and culture. Well, I should say the censorship and cancel culture are just stupid. Woke nonsense is a joke, and those who stand for nothing fall for everything. So don't let that be you. A special thank you to all of the partners, the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Their information, their episodes, and their shows are listed on our website, Everything Home resourceplatform.com don't forget about my pillow promo code home h-o-m-e go buy some stuff go buy some stuff remember to uh, listen to some episodes this weekend great awakening journey if you haven't done it if you already started it make it even more awesome time to kick it into gear time to kick it into gear it is joined together june we're already at the 11th it's going to be over before you know it it's time to make a difference in our lives in our community in your business too. You could do this. You could do this. Tune back in Monday, 12 p.m. Mountain, or I don't know why I keep saying Mountain Time. 12 p.m. Pacific Time. You want to go direct live? EverythingHomeLive.com. EverythingHomeLive.com, or of course, everything's listed on the website. EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what kind of shows you want to listen to. What kind of guests you want to hear? We'll go get them. A lot of them been on the show. A lot of them are coming up. Don't forget the Rumble. Don't forget to rumble. And if you don't get the notifications, it's them, not me. I'm posting at least three, if not more, per week of shows and videos. And everything's always listed on the web page or the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. And don't forget about the newsletter, lower right-hand corner of every screen. Let's join together. Let's join together. We're going to be working pretty closely with all of our partners. We are on our Platinum Partners page. And it's time to get everybody to know about each other. And, of course, if you want to promote your business, promote your nonprofit, you got to come on the show. If you want to become a partner, you want to book your seven-minute spot, guess what? It's on the website. <laughs> it's on the page. Go to the part, Partners and Patriots tab. You'll see it on there. It's uh, become a partner. And it uh, gives you the links, gives you the info. It's free. It's free. Just want everybody to promote each other, know about each other. That's it. All right, guys, we got to go. I'm way over. Oh, yeah. 349. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So join us again Monday. Monday, Monday. Another great show. 12 p.m. Pacific time. Five guests, seven-minute segments. 
filled with tons of tips and takeaways. And don't forget, we're going to have some special partners in, in the soapbox. It's going to be a great show. Dr. Brian Artis so far, and I'll line up somebody else, I think. Or maybe we'll just do a short show and give you guys a break. Uh, if you're awake, you're still listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please share this show, this platform with your friends and family. Tell them about our, our guests. Tell them about our partners. I'm telling you, they're great people. They're good people. They're great. They are really good people doing good business and good things. People you can trust. These are the people that you want to listen to. Messages that matter. I'm telling you. Go take action. You got uh, 48 hours over the weekend. You got the time. You got the time. Take out your pen and paper. Figure out what you want to do and implement the plan. One extra hour earlier per day is going to make all the difference in the world. I'm doing it. I even did it today, and I was tired. All right, go make it a great day. Make it a great weekend. I am out of here. Long-winded show. Sorry, guys. Have a great weekend. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land, God bless the USA. been listening to everything home with michelle swinnick life laughter and the pursuit of happiness to meet learn from and hire the experts and the guests professionals and members of the everything home socially conscious referral network and marketplace visit everything home slash episodes and to listen subscribe rate review like follow comment and share go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms thanks for listening we hope you were entertained and we hope that you picked up some real life tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things till next time this is everything home signing off Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.